0: What's this one? The Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Episode 73. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes,
1: 30 minutes. Every time
2: Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so.
0: It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10 minutes.
2: Is
3: this a five-minute argument or a full half
0: hour? You have thirty minutes to move your car. Your car. You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Your cube.
1: You are listening to a half hour wasted. We're the Captain Janeway of podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rencon.
2: He was all like, "Just go outside and get. Why don't you get your skirt while you're at it, Stephanie?"
1: Stephanie. Yeah, he
2: called me a girl. He thinks, was saying I was a girl. Who's I was, Stephanie? Me. He was calling me Stephanie because I was cold when we came in the building. I said, "It's cold in here. I'm going to go get my jacket." He says,
3: "Captain well,
1: go Janeway get, wouldn't be cold." Go get your skirt while you're at it, Stephanie. Captain Janeway would be wearing her officially licensed apparel from. United. I played that open just for you. And you know what? Those suits are—they're cold when they need to be, and warm when they need to be. By the way, Frank's here I too. I want one of those.
3: I don't—I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I do care. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in this. I, I've been the, probably easily the last twenty-four hours. I've been—I've um, been very sarcastic. Just—I don't know. I've been feeling <laughs> like it. We got Bill McGonnell <laughs> in the house.
1: I'm feeling less sarcastic. <laughs> and you- Frank's here. Yeah. I can't be sarcastic.
3: Oh,
2: that's what you get for calling me a girl.
3: <laughs> well, you well, you're all chilly. You need your skirt too, you know. Why don't you get the curlers I for wore your hair? My skirt,
2: I'd be colder than I am now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you should go hey, get your rain. pantsuit <laughs> then. Welcome to half hour wasted episode hey, seventy hey, mm-hmm. three. Seventy three. Episode
3: seventy three. Who are we sponsored by Brad? More than fifty two. We're
2: sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. Oh, yes. Oh. Discount Ooh, Comic Book Service yeah. is our favorite. Uh, place to get comic books. You can save up to forty percent on Ooh, monthly yeah. uh, monthly publications. What do you call those? Floppies? monthly uh, I call oddies. them
3: monthlies. You can call them floppies. I call them comics. Yeah, you can call them that. You can also get trades. You can go, or as ahead. I like to call them, bounded monthlies. Bound <laughs> monthlies.
2: <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've got the uh, the uh, volume eight of Walking Dead uh, trade coming coming at me soon through
1: dcbs what i like about trade paperbacks is you can you can have those in the, the bathroom with you you don't worry about it too much i, I mean, never a, take mine in floppy? the floppy okay that's great. i would never do that i never, never take do mine that in the bathroom i uh the one frank borrowed
0: oh Man, i
1: can't even tell you
3: you can have it that was in there for months you can have that
0: to I'm not gonna tell. You, I'm not
1: gonna tell you what I did to your showcase. You know what, it was it was flagged even before I gave it to you. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my
2: lord! About that. Go to DCBService.com to get fantastic specials on your comics and have them shipped to you up to four times a month for a nominal upgrade fee or flat rate shipping of five ninety five for for uh, monthly
1: shipping. I think you should have DCBS sends you Fantastic Four. That's what I would do, and probably a couple other titles because it's so economical and just so dang smart.
3: <laughs>
1: Thank you. I was wondering where that music bed
2: went. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't sure where you were going. So what are we here for?
3: Well, we are here for the third part of our retrospective of the Indiana Jones series, and we're going to talk about um, 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 Last Indiana Crusade. Indiana Jones and the well Last Crusade. Yeah. And um, and we have Bill McGonnell in the house. Thank you for letting me be here. Oh, we are. it is our pleasure. And um, after this, we will be releasing Crystal Skull, but, uh, well, not right away, but eventually. Right away. And that's already been recorded, actually. We recorded it right after we saw it. So.
2: And I've seen it an additional time since we recorded that. Not that I'd really have that much more to say, but, you know. No.
0: Of course, so I never at
3: the end of the movie. Oh, gosh, I don't have said that. No, everyone knows he doesn't die. Whoever I'm sorry, who's I ever can, seen, seen the, the Young yet. Indiana Jones Chronicles knows he does yet. not die at the Good end. Point. That's true. So that's that, is, true. Not a a yeah. that right. is not a spoiler alert. That is not a spoiler alert. Not a spoiler alert. So this is your first time here to, uh, during the retrospective series, Bill. Oh, yes. uh, tell us what you think about Indy. Well, and I, I, I've mentioned
1: before in podcast form that I think that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark just might be the best movie ever made. I mean, it's definitely in the conversation, and it's I a bold think the, statement. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was there as a as a as a young adult um, for all three of those movies, and so oh, you know, well. I got to, all right.
0: I got oh, to, well.
1: here, here. Wait a minute. Uh, let me get you a clean one. Um, oh, Jesus! Oh, well. uh, right. Um No, I I saw all three of them in the theaters and uh, loved them, and uh, I I think that uh, the first movie is one of the greatest ever made, and I think the second movie is fun and uh, it's got a lot of the be- some of the better set pieces and movie history and the third one which we're about to talk about um i walked out of the theater i remember in 1989 um and kind of thinking yeah that was nice there's no raiders you yeah. know but um but now uh i've gone back and, and looked at it uh, i went out and bought the special edition that came out and um uh, i i think i appreciate it more now than i did then and uh, Good for just, you
2: Good for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was waiting
2: for him. If I
3: just would have stopped talking
1: for one stinking no. second, you could have slid that in like two
0: uh,
3: minutes ago.
1: I, that was probably a little loud, too. <laughs>
3: well, I'll tell you what, Brad, good you've been you. really good about doing good the history. Good for you. Good for you.
2: Good for you. Good for you. Uh, All I right, don't, I have any history, numbers. But let me do the budget and stuff like sure.
3: that. Sure. Uh, budget for this movie. Oh, I got this one. You got it? I'm I got 48 million. Really? Um,
1: gosh, where, where was I? Uh, was it Wiki? Um, but, uh, wicky, I remember wicky, hearing wicky,
3: wicky, a wiki, 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 uh,
1: I remember reading a budget of 36 million and I remarked to my lovely wife, Sasha, I said, 36 million. Really? Cause that movie is, uh, one thing I love about it, I don't want to get ahead of us, but, uh, there's so much practical in that movie. Yes. Uh, which is one of the, one of my favorite talking points about this movie. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want well, to you track. say there's so much practical, practical,
2: what? practical, oh, practical real stuff.
3: So, real, real. Special yeah, fe- uh, yeah I've got of-
1: a I got a beef to, a beef to
2: pick. Really, bone to pick. You got a bone a beef of, with one, one scene. With... I've got a bone scene. You have, have a problem toothpick. with one? No, I have a problem with one scene.
3: You have a problem with one scene. Yeah. Yeah. One scene not have way. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So opening weekend made twenty nine million. It grossed. um 197 million worldwide. It made 297 million. It's not a bad return on investment there. No. And I would like to point this out. Uh, I found this out in the because um, I'm watching it on VHS. I don't mean to brag, but I'm watching this on VHS, baby. You animal. Um, Danny DeVito was originally supposed to play S- Sala. Was he really? Yes. But <laughs> due to scheduling conflicts, he could not do it. That's according to Steven Spielberg. So that, that goes back to
2: Raiders, I assume. Yes. yes okay. All the way
3: back to Raiders. I think that totally would
2: have... John Reese davies uh, was very good in that He role. was so good. Mm-hmm. He sounded like Sean Connery talking about I John Rhys-Davies. I feel davies. like Sean Connery.
3: <clears throat>
2: I don't think I would have... I, I think John Rhys-Davies did a great job. Yeah. Right?
3: You know, it, it's, it's it's hard to say what could have been and what would have been, but that would have been interesting. I mean... Because you know we know Danny DeVito as, as being kind of a one tone character. I think these movies are better off having Harrison
1: Ford and John Reese Davies versus having Tom Selleck and Danny DeVito. What I a different series that would have been. I think it worked out all right for the Could uh, you casting imagine? director. Yeah. My guess is uh her resume wouldn't have been quite as full uh, had <laughs> she gone with Tom Selleck and Danny DeVito. No offense.
0: Hilarious.
3: So you guys want to talk about uh well let's just dive right in. Let's do how we are with it. Start at the beginning. At the beginning of the movie, yes, which we start off with with the as all the Indiana Jones start off with with the mountain and then the pan down, and we see those boys. Or actually, you don't know it's boys, but you see this caravan going through uh, through a valley and stuff, and you really don't know what's going on. And then it's not until a couple of seconds later you find out these are actually boys. These are actually like boy scouts or something like that.
1: Were they actually boy scouts? Mm-hmm. I, I so, something along those lines. Um, yeah, I,
3: I got the impression that they. Yeah, yeah, were. I mean, maybe too. there
1: was a a version of the boy scouts. You know there was some movie reason they couldn't say boy scouts but
3: I got that impression. Oh. Um so uh what did you guys think of the movie opening up with a young Indiana Jones taking the story in that angle? I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um especially because of uh, of uh, <laughs> I
2: love that sound. Because of uh, River Phoenix early for that, isn't it Frank? Uh, <clears throat> portrayal of a young Indiana Jones mm-hmm. was just I mean it was It was like looking at a young Harrison Ford. He had the mannerisms. He had the timing, the way he would turn his head and look at his friend and, like, smiles on his face and and sneers and just facial expressions and, like I said, the timing with which he'd say things. And
3: And, and it's funny you bring that up, Brad, because during the making of – or, no, I read this online doing research for it – River Phoenix – did not watch the Raiders movie to get ready for this. He watched Harrison Ford movies to get ready for this.
1: You can tell. I mean, yeah. he absolutely is channeling Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. It was perfect. Um, like you said, the the way he holds his eyebrows and the way he leans into somebody during conversation and mm-hmm. the cadence of his voice and stuff was just dead perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets out of the cave and he stumbles down the hill and goes... Everybody's lost but me. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I, mean, I just there were so many of those lines. Right? I just dang, you got chills. But, oh, I mean, the, the, yeah, the whole the whole sequence, though. I mean, uh, you know, talking to the given uh, given giving the list of things to do to the uh, the little, little round buddy of his, you <laughs> know, <laughs> repeating it back, and you know, what are you going to do, Andy? I don't know. I'll figure something out. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you know they obviously reference that each movie. Well, uh, what was nice was this was not. This was not, uh, you know, River playing Han Solo playing Harrison Ford playing. You know, I mean, this was, this was really him. Um, I mean, just absolutely brings to life what Indiana Jones uh, was like back in 1912.
2: Um, so he was 13 years old at that point, because according to the, okay. um, what's the name? Young Indiana Jones mm-hmm. Chronicles. He was born in 1899. A- in, right, 1899.
3: Um, the, concerning the looters and the, um, and the guy that, that Indy would eventually adopt the look of, right, um, right. what'd you guys, well, cause, I mean, cause I have a very, very, I, I think that, they're, well, dip, 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 dip. you know what they should have done? What should have gotten
2: Tom Selleck to play that guy. Wouldn't Ooh. that have been great instead of that no name guy. Oh my gosh. That would have kind of yeah. been like a nice little tip. The tip of the hat. A nice inside joke too. Yeah, a, almost thought that, that been been guy pretty cool.
1: was like Harrison's uh, you know, stand-in or body double or something because you know, know, until you saw his face, it was Harrison Ford. Mm. And of course, that was part of the part of the trick there that Spielberg is playing on you. He obviously intends you to think that. Yeah. Um, then then I thought it was interesting, uh, did they do this on purpose where the first time, you know, he he brings up the cross of coronado and he raises the hat, you know, the bill of his hat and you see that it's not Indiana Jones. But did they do in Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's now been a month since I've seen it again. And uh, in the... Is the first time you see Indy's face? It isn't when he gets up to the idol, is it? No, it's okay.
3: um he's uh, um it's a good five minutes into Raiders before you see him. But what happens right. is the, everyone's following him. You're seeing the guys follow him in Raiders, okay. and then eventually he stops on the hilltop and turns around. Oh, good point. Yeah, he he comes out of the shadows yeah. under the okay. Because I was thinking he uh, the first
1: time you see you know not Indiana Jones, uh, the the gold of the cross is gleaming off his face, lighting him up. You know, providing right. an extra light source and they did the exact same type of shot when Indiana comes up to the idol and Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark and is trying to figure out how much sand to leave in the bag and all that
3: um you you can you can tell and and you don't realize this until later on Crusade. in the movie but how that guy had an impression on um on Indy since he had such a strange oh how he had a um uh, a strained relationship with his father, I mean he couldn 't relate <laughs> to his father, his father was an academic he was he wanted to be an adventurer, and that 's what this man was and that's and he eventually adopted this look because he wanted that adventure
1: i just did it hit me uh i don 't know if it hit me i 'm sure it wasn 't for the first time uh, while I was watching it uh, a few days ago, but just the idea that Indiana basically becomes this man and it, it's not necessarily as far fetched as it sounds because this this guy, um, this, this prospector, uh, whatever looters. Uh, I was telling him looters. looters. Okay, well, I mean the, the sheriff apparently thought he was a legal treasure hunter, whatever that uh, counts for. But yeah,
3: the judge I, got uh, the the sheriff got paid. I got table. the impression that
1: this guy was not bad, not mm-hmm. a bad guy, but he was resolute, and you know he, I think that Indiana Jones is so put off by the way his father deals with him. And was so impressed, you know, literally impressed, not necessarily, you know, infatuated with, but literally impressed by the way, you know, this guy, you know, dealt with him. You know, you know, you you lost this round, kid, but you know, you don't have to like or it or whatever. Yeah, you don't have to like it. God, what a great line! And then he mm-hmm. gives India his hat, and there's no chance that that's the same hat he's still wearing. Uh-huh. You know, in the future, he just
2: adopted the the style. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Internet Movie Database, and that character is um credited uh, the name of the character in the thing is Fedora, because he was wearing a okay. Fedora. Um, so, so he doesn't th- have a proper name. Then. No, and We're, the reason I know it's him is because when I click on Fedora, it takes me to a uh, character bio. One of the quotes it has listed for that character is dig with your hands, not with your mouth.
3: Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's that guy did say that. So yeah. that is this character Fedora. You know, it, it's funny, Brad, because I read the um, after I saw the movie, I, I picked up the paperback You know, uh, the the movie adaptation of it. And throughout the whole book, they refer to him as Fedora. Rob, if I remember right, Rob McGregor wrote
2: the novelization of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And then he wrote six additional Indiana Jones books that Mm -hmm. were published after the Last Crusade that take place. All of them take place before um, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. And all the books he wrote are phenomenal. In fact, I had them. I read them all, I sold them, I just rebought them over the last few weeks. I'm going to read
1: them all again.
3: That's oh, wow. how good they are. Um the you were talking about practical special effects and stuff and there's a whole bunch during yeah. the chase scene. This of is something movie we'll, we'll touch doing.
1: on throughout the
3: movie. Yeah, but, but I mean, you have the I mean it's it's all based on on timing. You know, there there's not a lot of editing and well, there is, but, but but it's all based on just the timing of of how they they reacted throughout the, the whole thing. Like the the Rhino horn going up, yeah. uh, the magic box, <laughs> um and then him running out the you know, that yeah, I think that's again, all one shot too. These days that'd be
1: stinking CG, you know, and I just that bums me out. Um so you just actually see the the rhino horn <laughs> punching up through and mm-hmm. you know yeah, you know, I you think they had to, you know think they rehearsed that once or twice. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's see. the rhino horn's going to come busting up about two inches from my rib cage and uh we might want to make sure it doesn't actually punch up through my rib cage. So yeah, I had to think that, um, that, you know, they, they had a big X marks, the spot on the top of that train or something. Don't lay here, but it was amazing. Like you said, it, it felt like one shot. Um, and you know the the big long shots is you literally see him you know running across one train, hopping down, you know hopping up onto the other you know the next or the next car and you know running across that and then hopping up onto the next car and just you know these these great long shots that uh, I don't think Spielberg is necessarily famous for. He does a lot he does lots of sweeping establishing type shots, but this was in the middle of the action. I just thought it was a it was a cool way to frame up you know the action that was going on. You know, it was it was a, a total profile. It was such a, a comic book look, you know. Just you can. I can easily see a panel, you know, in a comic book with just a long shot with like three or four train cars and a yeah. profile, and the characters, you know, you know, bounding up and down. You know, I just, I, I thought it was just great. And again, you know, um, this just in Spielberg is pretty good.
2: <laughs> the uh, that little scene. I mean, that beginning scene is also important because we get to see. Why Harrison Ford has a scar oh, on his chin? Isn't that just wonderful? It's neat how they explain that with the whip. <laughs> the you know, first time he ever tries to crack the whip, yeah, okay, permanent <laughs> scar. He just cracks it open, cracks his chin open, <laughs> and then um, we also get to see him when his fear of snakes came out. Which is, you know, it's interesting because he picked up a snake and yeah. he held it, and he goes, "It's just that, a snake." That first line. Well, and he was, he was, he was put out with the guy. It's
1: like it's just a snake, and he just what was oh, that? What was it?
2: That was this piece of software I'm using. Oh, okay. When I because I haven't paid for it, it's, re- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's reminding me to pay for it. Make a donation soon. Uh, huh? But you know he doesn't get scared of snakes until he actually falls into a yeah. a big box full of I them. And then he, that
1: big looking, water python yeah, or whatever right, he's, it is, he's <laughs> yeah. looking square in the face of a python with a
3: face as big as his. <laughs> uh, the man in the Panama hat. Um, the, the guy who actually got the cross, who is, uh, um, not not the fedora guy, but the, the guy, of, guy. Okay,
0: oh, guy
2: oh, yes. in the white jacket. Yes. Um, his name is Paul Maxwell. That's the actor's name.
3: I kind of dug him, and I like that. Years later, we see him, and in India is still after this, and he still yeah. he still has the same message. This belongs in a, in a museum. Yeah. Um, so do you? Yes. That's like another good. That name. belongs in a museum.
0: So do you?
1: Just, I love the, the, the that half-crazed look in his eyes, yeah, just, yeah wide-eyed. <laughs> he has so much of that in this movie. I just The, the way Spielberg directed the actors in this movie, I think, uh, is one of those things that a kid isn't necessarily going to be able to appreciate. Yeah. I think us adult types now uh, can and do appreciate it, and just, God, Spielberg did a great job.
3: Oh, I did want to bring something up. Um, let me look. Oh, Where's my notes? Okay, there's a shot in there that reminded me so much of Raiders. This is going back to the train shot. Dealing with the snakes. Now, if you remember back in Raiders, one of my favorite shots in that movie is the exterior shot of the boat where he gets hit by the the mirror as it's flipped over and he screams. He screams ah! and it cuts it cuts out to the middle of the ocean and the boats in the distance and you can hear a muffled scream. They do the exact same thing same with thing. the snake pit. <laughs> yes, and I, yes. I, I saw that and I just laughed because that's yeah. just that's one of my favorite. Just it's a little scene. It doesn't tell much of a story, but it's just yeah. it's a nice comedy. Anyway,
2: very cool, very cool. Um, it's a tragedy we have to mention. That River Phoenix uh, died, no died with us. as mm-hmm. early in, in life as he did because I really think he was a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I wanted to see him do more stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, and
3: how did he pass
1: away? Was it was it an uh, overdose he, he or was it... it he did it to himself? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. He, you well, know, you might want to edit this out. I get he OD'd outside of the uh, club of, or the Viper Room in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, no, okay. don't have 10, to edit it. I mean, it's
3: what happened. It's mm-hmm. a fact. So. Yeah, don't do drugs. Indeed. Um, yeah the the one thing about the whole boat scene that I that I kind of really rolled my eyes at was uh, so after Indy gets to cross and there's that whole fight and he decides that his his way of escape is to jump off the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then luckily for him it blows up. Well how else but, is he going? to I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just struck me as funny. I was like really that's your. That's your plan, oh, big the plan.
1: Rampaging seas at night, heaven knows where land might be. Yeah. You know, luckily, the uh, when the boat blows up what was the and little, again little swim ring basically drops right on top of him.
3: And that's another
2: thing where <laughs> luck just plays that beautiful in, role in, in his all life. of these Indiana Jones movies. Like we said earlier, he's like the luckiest guy on the planet. Yeah. You know, like things just happen to yeah. fall into place for him. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 floaty ring happens to yes. land next to him when he climbs back up off the cliff at the end of the movie after going over it with the tank mm-hmm. and he's yeah. sitting there and all of a sudden his hat blows right back into yeah. into view in front of him. You know, just everything is lucky for him.
1: Well, and that's one of the, one of the other um, um, recurring themes of this movie is that, yeah, it's just, it, it's not, you know, making your luck. It's just blind, stupid luck it's, that it's, he lives through some of the stuff he lives through.
3: And, and I think that that comes down to he he is a good person and and just fate is on his side that that he is always trying to do the right thing and and that's just why he he ends up in these in these situations i mean i mean if you think about i know it's a movie and i know it's all rehearsed, but i mean if you just think about some of the situations he's in it's like whoa and he gets out of them it's like wow <laughs> it was a great transition
2: that they used to get from 1912 to 1938. Yes. You know, he says, like you said, you don't have to like it. And he takes his hat and mm-hmm. puts it on the kid and bends his head down. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Indiana Jones with his head down. And he, he raises up and he's got the bloody
1: chin. And <laughs> yeah. it's a nice little transition. The I way wouldn't mind did that. I wouldn't mind. I'm not asking you to do this. I wouldn't mind IMD being uh, Michael Kahn, who's the editor of the movie, who I'd thought just phenomenal i a lot of times you see movies and you think well that was a little clunky or that worked but the michael Kahn's editing um i'm sure he's done billions of big movies out there because i recognize the name um but it just seemed like every edit was not it was just right you know two frames later would have been wrong Mm -hmm. he did it just right every time and that that one edit you know you just there's so many times where the technical Half of the movie gives you chills. Not to mention the storyline and the acting and all that. IMDb credits George Lucas as an editor. Also, he's uncredited
2: in the movie, but it says Michael Kahn and George Lucas did right. some editing because we all know George likes to edit his own stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um. You know. I uh, one comment m- moving into the classroom scene before. Hang on. We... Now
2: we're in 1938.
3: Now we're in 19... Oh yes, Brad. Let me, let me we do need my our history my, lesson. My history lesson. Ah. Brad's history lesson brought to you by Rainbow Frank's bread store <laughs> Sorry. for all your white bread needs and your rye
1: bread needs and your pumpernickel bread ah, needs.
3: Okay, Brad, what are we going to learn about today? And your oh, it's Italian Frank's Bread Rolling. Store commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for... It's Frank's Bread Store where we have all types of bread you want. We I'm, have pumpernickel. I'm, my mouth is so dry. The oh, bread right. didn't help. I
1: could use a drink now. I need if there was just a Frank's Drink Store, this would be perfect.
3: Oh, well, you know what? That's our new venture, Frank's Drink Store. We have everything from water to flavored water. That's
1: right. Can I take some more bread to go? Oh, yeah, you can get bread and water
3: at Frank's... uh, uh, What what was it, beverage store? And (laughs) if you could put it in a feed bag and attach it to my face, that'd be nice. (laughs) All right, let's get our history lesson. I'm
2: not much
1: up for niceties.
2: 1938. Not necessarily in this order. Okay, these are some things that happened. The book publisher Simon and Schuster was founded, mm-hmm. still in operation today. right. Okay. Schuster could kick Simon's booty. I think he so. Would pound yeah, Simon him. was kind of a jerk.
1: pound him like a. The like Disney a film nail. Snow
2: White and the Seven Dwarfs premiered. Can you believe that that wow. movie is actually that old? Wow. I mean, that's that is interesting. 1938. And, that's fascinating. and those dwarves were not young then. No. <laughs> you know what? Dude, it's that's seventy years ago.
1: Seven zero. I know.
2: I know. The um, it's that's interesting that that they would use the word dwarfs in a title of a major movie because mm-hmm. you know nowadays they wouldn't. They wouldn't and use the that. People? They'd call them like in the Seven Little People or something like yeah. that. Well, now it's, it's just the, the, you know Snow
1: White and the Caper of the Magic Apple. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Germany invades Austria, and Austria becomes part of the Third Reich. <gasps> What about the kangaroos?
1: <sighs> I'd like to apologize to Austria. Mm.
2: Douglas Aircraft unveiled the DC-4. Good day, mate. Mm. The Fair Labor Standards Act set a minimum wage of 25 cents per hour, mm. which eventually rose to 40 cents per hour later in the year. It mandated a 44-hour work week, which was to be reduced eventually to 40 hours. All right. 40, which is obviously we still in effect. Uh-huh. Yes. Howard hey. Hughes sets a new around the world record at three days, nineteen hours, and eight minutes of what not of what? going of outside of his bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Running or No, he flew a plane oh, around okay. the world. Oh,
1: Okay, okay. Yes, that too.
2: And then, obviously, the most important thing to ever happen in 1938, which what? has affected us, all three of us in this room, greatly. been invented <gasps> <David> insulin. No, <laughs> Superman first <laughs> appears in Action Comics number one, nice. June of 1938.
3: Oh, well, nice. yeah. Arguably I, the first superhero. I still want to know how he can fly, Superman. Yeah, you know what? I asked this question once on a on a talk show. They're, well, I don't want to get on. A I mean, he was like it, the Hulk. He leaps buildings in a single
1: bound. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about him flying. Well, when he first when vision. he first appeared, Superman yeah. didn't fly. Right. That's what I'm saying. He leaped. His powers were were more understandable. It's like okay, I'm super strong and I can jump real far and I'm fast. Um, um, okay, that makes sense, but. You've got x-ray vision and heat vision and super cold breath and what?
3: Yeah, really? Um, no, uh, really tangent, I, 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 uh, uh, you can chalk it up to magic. Just say magic. You know what? <laughs> I like magic and I like Superman. But, um.
1: Thank you, Jerry Schuster and Joe Simon.
3: Oh yeah, really? Um, I hope okay. I those names so- right. So. I, I Jumping to the classroom scene, and Bill, I know you haven't seen Skull. This doesn't ruin anything about Skull. Okay. But Indy says this line. He says, 70% of all archaeology work is done in the library, um, not digging around. And you remember that scene yeah. in in Skull where he tells that kid in the library? If you, you know, want to be a good archaeologist, yeah, got to get out of the library. Yeah, I think that's nice.
2: definitely a, a play on that line. You think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, t- 20 years has passed, mm. you know. Uh, well, nineteen years has passed since since uh the last crusade up to Skull, and it, you know the times have changed. Indiana Jones' outlook on life has changed. So well, it, it I, does I never mess- got the
1: impression that he meant it when he was telling his class that. I mean, he says you know an X never ever marks the spot. Yeah, you know, he tells it, but he's he's recovered. You know, he's gone and uh, you know he's done the 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 first two movies and. Whatever other adventures he's been on, we don't know about. So he knows that it's like that. He's just trying to keep his class from turning into big heads. And I, I guess you, you know, the idea that you can't just blindly go out and archaeologize and just start hitting things with hammers and digging things out of the ground, you know, it probably takes experience and touch. And well, I definitely,
3: I mean, um, I've said this before, um Indiana Jones is the worst archaeologist in the world. He just, I mean, he, he'll go into a room and just tear it up just to get something, you know. He totally just... Archaeology. Yeah. <laughs> He's just the worst. He, I'm sorry, Indy, you may know a lot, but you just think about every time he walks to a room, it's just like, it's, it's like a three-year-old on sugar, just, ah! Oh, no. Well, just, he got that, I guess he got that from his dad's side, because... Uh, well, his dad was his really dad
1: the opposite. broke the, uh, yeah. broke the what, the... 22nd century Ming vase or whatever that was.
3: Oh, oh it's a Professor. copy. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Indy. It's a fake. It's a
0: fake. <laughs> um, there is, there is one
3: little key scene. When he gets that letter from his dad, the book, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he, he holds the book far away from like he's having trouble reading. Like Indy? Yeah, Indy. Um, cause it's from Venice and he kind of holds it kind of far away with his hand. Well, and, and, there are
2: times like when they're on the blimp later mm-hmm. when his dad says, we got yeah. lots of work to do. And he scoots around, he opens the, the diary up and mm-hmm. Indiana pulls
3: his glasses out, puts yeah. them on so he can see. And I, I guess that's just, just a very small way without, without, you know, hitting over to head without Indy's getting older. You know, he, well, let's he, see
2: if it happened in 1938, he was 30, too, he was 39 years old at that point. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'll be 39 actually in in uh, two days. Wow! From recording oh, this, nice. but um, nice. I I'm I am also experiencing things like that. Like my kid will say, "Hey, Daddy, look at this," and they'll like put it right in my face, yeah. and I'll have to like push it back <laughs> to look at it, even though I'm wearing contact. Well, I don't think you're supposed to
1: be able to see yeah. things that are like two and a half centimeters in front of your corneas. <laughs> I guess not. Oh, oh no. Well, okay. Hey, um, that, well, was a great it, episode, that was great episode, everybody. Fun. Um, <laughs> I like to invite us Super to stars. join us for uh episode 74 uh coming up next week.
0: Super stars. Hey,
3: what do you guys think of the bad guy Donovan?
2: Uh I liked him. I didn't mm-hmm. like him as much as Belloc mm-hmm. from Raiders, but uh, he was interesting. I mean, especially, you know, come to find out that he was the was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, at first he seemed like a a nice, sincere guy. He said, mm-hmm. "Don't trust anybody." And then of course, you know, we hear his voice first before we see him because mm-hmm. he's sitting in that chair, and the chair's got its back turned to the camera. And uh, as Classic soon as you heard that voice, knew, yeah, as yeah. soon as
1: you hear that voice, you're like, oh, "Oh no, I've been ad, Indy, you stupid." Well, but he gave him good advice. If Indy had not trusted anybody, he wouldn't yep. have gotten himself into that predicament. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think uh, it's interesting, though, that uh, as Indy. He tells his class. You know, he goes on that 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 short rant that ends with an X never ever Mar- marks, marks the spot. spot. Well, what's the first thing they do when they get to the library in Venice is X
2: marks the <laughs> spot. Yeah. He even says it, and he yeah. looks he looks embarrassed. <laughs> X marks the spot. That was that was actually a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> I I can remember being in the theater scene and everybody laughing. That was just a great play on play on words or play on situations, I guess. Um, what did you guys think of, of, what was your name, Elsa Snyder? I oh, thought she was incredibly hot. <laughs> Her name was Doody.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Allison Duty. She hasn't done much after that movie. I looked it up, and she's in, like, a couple
1: of things. It's interesting. I, w- I wonder if she decided to go have a real life after uh, after a short movie career. She probably
2: well, um, decided, you know,
1: a right, movie, this, movie making.
2: This does. life I mean, of movie making. She did a, making. an occasional
3: actor, I mean, an mm-hmm. acting job since then, but, but she, she is, yeah, she, she was just a beautiful woman. And I love the scene with Indy when he finds out that, that this doctor is actually a woman is just how he starts flirting with her. And just, he throws on that Indiana charm and, and, um, and, uh, uh, Brody is just kind of like, Ugh, come on, let's go. <laughs> but isn't that funny? It's just Indy's just such a, you know, he's such a flirt.
1: He can't help it. Yeah, he's, he's a really scoundrel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs>
1: That's
2: funny, I'm wearing a shirt with Indiana with and again, Tom that, Solo on the front. That, that harkens
1: back to Fedora. Fedora was a scoundrel. Indy becomes a scoundrel. I mean not a scoundrel in the way that Harrison Ford does. But I'm nice men. <laughs> I just it it's interesting to me how Indy really becomes, you know, Fedora. Mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, in in almost all ways.
2: Is it just me or in this movie does do things even more so fall into place for him? Is is it are these riddles easier for him to to figure out? I think there, there's a number you know, of points. He, in he the didn't movie. search that long for the X. Then he goes down, boom! Mm-hmm. He finds the dude in the casket. I mean, it was quite, Richard. You know, half the work was already done for him,
3: though. Because oh, yeah, because of because of his dad, he right. just need to interpret it, the clues. Right. It, it wasn't it, it wasn't him actually doing the work. It, it was just him having to um, to figure out what this is and stuff and you know the, the whole rat scene that was that was actually a lot of fun uh when they when they're in the catacombs like oh, and you know what's funny his dad his dad oh, has
2: rats. a fear of rats too yeah the look on sean connery's face yeah, uh, when he says dad there are rats, were rats. And it's like,
3: a big uh, yeah, so you know Indy he has his snakes he has his rats yeah. and then uh if you see crystal skull you know, i guess you'll see a future thing i don't want to bring that up but okay and then of course the, um
2: you know, when they go down in the catacombs, we—he uh, sees the ark on the on the wall. <laughs> oh God! And I played it. I played it at the beginning of this episode. But it, calls it again, for it.
1: yeah, please.
0: What's this one? The Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure.
2: Yeah, you can definitely hear that. That That's ark. The, ark of the Covenant theme from Raiders mixed in. John, John yeah, Williams yeah it was awesome. nice. John Williams. He did. I really enjoyed the music in this, and I paid special attention mm-hmm. to the music in this one, and it really, it flowed, it worked, it was really,
3: pretty awesome for me. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the about that boat scene with the guys and fezzes. First of all, guys and fezzes are cool, right? Fezzes, yeah, the little the, the little Turkish the guys seems
1: like the most uh, the most outrageous tool you know or the most outrageous hat to wear. It, it doesn't seem functional <laughs> it doesn't in, in seem functional at all but dang it looks good i've had ai uh I've, I've actually got a fez i don't know where it came from i think i got it from my grandparents um uh, but yeah you put that on when you're a kid and it's like okay it's not blocking the sun it's uh, it's made of heavy felt um and it has a tassel yeah i'm not sure exactly what the yeah it would be interesting to talk to someone to find out what the uh, you know what the reasoning
3: behind that oh i know the shape behind it. of hat it makes you look cool I like it, Mustafa man. wore one. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, what did you guys think of the boat chase? I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Loved it. Loved the way the um, I didn't write the, the gentleman's guy, uh, the, the bad guy's name, but but the but the um, the guy who's who swore to protect the uh, the ark for the rest of his life. Um, I I love that line he has about like um, my soul is prepared as yours. It's yours.
1: He bluffs him, and, got and, right and right Indy, here. Indy blanches. I mean, yeah. Indy's the one that blinks. If you don't let
0: go, the two will die. Then we we'll die. My soul is prepared. How's yours?
3: And that's a great long blink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, well, that's a
1: and that was the first part of the movie where I was just blown away by, wow, this is, this is, those are actual boats. Uh, those are actual things blowing up, and that whole sequence right before that line with the screws on that ship—it's like. Those, you know, it's obviously a prop. It's obviously not a real right. boat. But holy crud, you've got an actual propeller actually chewing this boat up that they're actually on.
2: And yeah. You
1: know, I just, I, I, that blew me away. I mean, you know, they're going to get chewed up if they don't get out of there. That really looks like
2: like Harrison Ford on that boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I'm really sure it did. was. Yeah, I'm sure it there was. There was that one part when the, when the part of the boat, like, yeah. two big planks. Yeah. Lift, like, the propeller hit just right, and it almost exploded up at them. Yeah. And I thought, oh gosh,
3: it's going to hit him. You know, that was that's was obviously kind of dangerous. Talk, Doctor Johns. Yeah, the the one problem I did have about the boat chase was how it ended. It ended very politely. It ended with them getting to shore. The guy explaining that he was there to, you know, I'm going to protect the the Grail, and then he gets off the boat and kind of walks away. Well, he made he cut him a deal. You know? Well, and he tells him where, uh, where where Papa is too. Yeah, but uh, so I, I guess I'm kind of confused about like. Because they, they are sworn to protect the grail. Yes. And here they are having this fight, and now it's kind of like... Well, I mean, he said... Well, well, well how, how did that transpire? Because I'm not remembering. Indiana
2: says, I'm not after the grail, I'm after my father. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't want the grail, I'm looking for my dad. He says, oh, well then may God bless you on your quest. Your dad's being held in the castle. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay, I and couldn't wh- remember
3: how it, that. It was
1: interesting though that the brothers of the Cruciform Sword were not kind of stationed around the outside of the the city, uh, whatever whatever they call Petra in the movie. Mm-hmm. It, did that even have a name? I'm sorry, we're getting oh, ourselves. Um, I mean, you mean the, that it, thing
2: in the canyon of the Crescent yeah. Moon?
1: Yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, literally, actually, in real life, history is the city of Petra, right? And I don't, you know, I'm not going to go into well, the.
3: Um, we'll, we'll get to it, but I mean, they were there to protect it, but they all got killed by the Nazis. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh,
1: okay, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, okay.
3: Um, the kissing scene between uh, between the doctor and hey, um, I'm
1: sorry. Could I back up for just one yeah. half second? My apologies. Uh, that uh, the scene where they're uh, where they're down in the catacombs and that that great line, you know, what's this? You know, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Are you sure? Pretty sure. That was just one uh, another moment where I thought to myself. Who can pull off a line like that like Harrison Ford? <laughs> and I couldn't help myself. I imagine Hayden Christensen saying it and I vomited.
3: Ah! Why would you? <laughs> it's the um, weirdest thing. Well you know, I don't know. Um, you know, a lot a, just, lot, a lot, of that comes down to direction too, and I mean, of course, acting, the, the skill yeah. of acting, but also, I mean, Hayden Christensen has been in other stuff too, and he's, well, and he's good like, in it.
1: Harrison Ford could read a phone book and make it sound interesting. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, just everything about the way Harrison Ford works, you know, the the the, the low key, the you know the the supposed pseudo nonchalance, um, you know, the he just he sounds like you know, you know, very few things phase him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, he's he's the person that pulls, you know, a simple line like that off and you remember it forever. And I don't know how many actors could do that. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Sorry, Hayden, didn't mean to pick on you.
3: Um
2: Alexandretta is the name of the city yes. that you were thinking of. Yes. <clears throat>
3: um the the kissing scene reminded me a little bit of um um, um Temple of Doom. In that, yeah. there, in that, there was a lot of tension between. Uh, uh, there, there was a different type of tension between the two, the two characters. But she's the hand. one that initiated it this yeah. time, yeah,
2: because she shuts the door and he even looks at the door like, "Why are you closing that?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Ah, Venice. And by the way, his uh, his yes. Scottish, his the, Scottish accent, the is Scottish not good. lord
3: with the tapestries. Okay, it's I'm sorry good. that uh, that was probably the worst scene <laughs> in the movie. For well, me. listen here, the guy even says so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the beanie. Listen,
0: this is a castle, and we have many tapestries. And if you are a Scottish lord, then I am Mickey Mouse.
1: Okay, I watched that scene two or three times. Every time I watched it, and right then, five seconds ago, I thought to myself, why did they use a different actor, and why did they replace whatever audio that was, and why does it sound like it didn't even come from the same movie? Oh, you know what? What are I you re- talking about? That, that, his line. He goes, "I am Mickey Mouse." Yeah, um, it doesn't sound. It sounds like the
3: audio was put back in. It sounds like they changed line. It sounds like they use a different I, actor. I actually read this somewhere and I didn't recognize me. it until I. You just said that it, 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 was it, like a, it was like
1: someone hit me on the head with a hammer.
3: They changed the li- They changed the line. He had originally said something along the lines of, yeah, "Then I'm Greta Garbo, or okay.
2: I'm." It's right here on this page, and did I'm you looking find for. It? I'm looking for
1: it, but but I didn't it not only was the not it, um, it wasn 't the line it was literally the sound quality of that line mm-hmm. it just it was, i did not pick up on i mean level the level was hotter the the timber the e q is different it um, almost I mean,
2: sounded like production audio like it was actually yeah. audio from the scene that they were filming okay. as opposed to them going back in and redubbing all the dialogue i mean I could yeah because of the echo was was um well, Very it's just, prominent in that.
1: Well, it's just, uh, you know, everything about that one individual line was different from the rest of the dialogue in that scene. Just the sound of it, the volume, the again, the, the timbre, the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just, I, I thought to myself, you know, is that, are they just, you know, it was weird to me that uh, Lucas Spielberg at all would do something like that and have it just stick out like a sore thumb. Basically do such a poor job of splicing that back into you the what? mix.
3: Yeah, are you, you. I did not pick up on that. You got a great ear. I no. did not I never picked up on it.
2: I, I
1: appreciate that.
2: I can't find the um
3: It yeah, the they line. they changed the Great Garbo
2: was one of the yeah. one of the things he said there. Interesting.
3: Um so so we have that that classic scene where where Indy saves his father and he goes, "Yes, sir." And then the whole tied up scene in the um <laughs> yeah, he keeps in, calling him In, sir. in the ca- in the castle and and the whole alarm scene. Alarm.
1: Well, they were, uh, they were and, that,
3: and that, and that's where we see Donovan. That he's actually, he's actually the bad guy, and all this, and and stuff. Um, the once we find out that it's that, that that's Indiana Jones' father, and how different they are. He's so academic, and and India's so out there. You know, um, it, it's a it's a really great contrast. Yeah, because you never teachers. see his, you never see his
1: face in the uh, in the the young Indy scene. Yeah. at the beginning of the movie. So they don't actually reveal him until right. this point. But you can hear his voice. Well, it's, it's funny the way they introduce him because, you know, Indy gets brained and he comes, you know, he stands back up into the frame and mm-hmm. he's obviously just woozy and it's like, you know, Dad says something to him and he's like, yes, Junior?
0: sir. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about your head, though, but I thought you were one of them. <laughs> yeah, they come in through the doors. <laughs> Good point.
2: because I after he clocked him with that <laughs> yeah. that fake Ming vase. <laughs> And I love that he
3: refers to him as Junior. Junior. Junior.
2: I had a, one more soundbite that had something to do with with uh, that scene, but I, I can't find it right now. I'll find it in a second.
3: Well, you know, as as the plot progresses in that scene and Donovan's explaining how he needs to map to the book or, 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 or some pages. Yeah, the, the map to the book and Indy starts to to pump up Brody about how you know you will never find him he can speak all these languages and then there's this that <laughs> you want to talk about editing there's that classic cut of him in Istanbul or wherever he is sticking out like a sore thumb and here's some of the things that Brody is saying in that scene cuz he's in the market and people are trying to sell him stuff you got a sound clip oh you do yeah.
0: okay uh, anyone here speak he? english or even ancient drink, water knows, like a water no thank you, there, there's fish make love in it. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> no water, fish make love in it. Yeah. <laughs> and, nope. and he goes, no, 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 I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Play that again, please. It's so funny. Uh, does anyone here speak English? Or even ancient
0: drink, water knows, like a water no thank you, sir. there's fish make love in it.
2: Does anybody speak English, or wrong, even, even ancient Greek? Yeah. Uh, Watson. no, thank you. Fish make love in it. <laughs> what <the> Nobody. I, <laughs> I never would have. I mean, I'm sure. he Does that mean he doesn't drink water at all? Yeah, I, I know. I think you just at least I, not uh, not in
1: Egypt or yeah. uh, where or Iraq or wherever they are. Here's that scene where uh, where he calls him Junior.
0: I came here to save you. Oh yeah. And who's gonna to come to save you, Junior? I told you. Don't call me Junior.
1: <laughs> Lucky for him, the the fourth bad guy with the gun just kind of waited, uh, you know, for him to Randy to shoot him. Right? <laughs> he he rakes across the, the three guys right in front of him with a machine gun, and then they like cut to the shot of the fourth guy standing there with his machine gun, not shooting at Indy. He's that. in shock. I know. Um, too bad. for I like him. the
2: whole bit with the with the fireplace.
1: Oh, that was and so that, much fun. That, that th- was so much
0: fun. The he fireplace to
1: scene. I think it was.
0: A- I gotta tell you something. Don't get sentimental now, Dad. Save it till we get out of here. The floor is on fire. See?
1: He tries
2: to <laughs> yeah. burn through the ropes, and he drops it. Blows on it and just like lights it up.
3: And then head for the fireplace. And again, that's another one of those practical effects you're talking about with the whole just the switching of the fireplace. You know, it's it, it, it's a prop piece that's actually turning that they're yeah. actually well, and that it has to be rehearsed. Our situation yeah, has not improved.
1: I start wondering. Uh, this is intolerable. I keep wondering if uh, they do this stuff. You know, literally, truly on purpose. But how many times in the movie did Sean Connery just? bump into something or sit on something yeah. or lean back in something, and, oh, well, hey, the, uh, the, you know, the hidden, uh, hidden compartment, the know uh, the hidden... I F find stairway, that if I the, uh, the sit down, uh, uh, a, situa-
2: uh, a solution presents itself. I,
1: I kind of felt that, uh, you know, maybe, uh, with apologies to Bob Heine,
3: maybe he was
1: getting a little bit uh, lazy right then and there. You think? Yeah. Sorry, Bob. I want me to bash this movie.
3: Um, it's... It, it, it's it's whimsical and it and it yeah. is fun i mean if if you look at if you look at raiders and raiders being the perfect example yeah. of of the series but and then indiana and then tumor um i'm sorry um uh, temple of doom being so dark this one is almost on the opposite spectrum it's so light it is and, and it's really it's really
1: awesome um mm-hmm. i have no problem letting uh, letting kids of any age watch that movie i um, there's a couple places, you know, with the rats and whatnot, that mm-hmm. might be a little bit weird. But, you know, there, there's no melting faces or anything like that. There's well, there no is a guy turning into dust. Yeah, that's true.
2: But it's not, to me, that he's not near as... I mean, it's yeah. kind of creepy seeing all that hair come I mean, out and Donovan, stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. when the hair,
1: Donovan's yeah. hair grows. But we're getting, my, ahead, well, of ourselves. We're getting ahead of nine ourselves. I think my nine-year-old
2: could handle this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the fact that... Uh, Conner, I don't know if it's Connery or Spielberg or uh, Lucas or whoever, but uh, Connery really plays it for laughs, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he's ever, you know, has he ever done something that was just comedic before? Mm.
0: I mean, he
3: does stuff that's quippy. You know? Not that I remember. I, mean, I You know, I don't think I've ever known him to do a straight comedy. Yeah, I guess. Well, his up. appearances on Jeopardy uh, oh, yes. were pretty funny. Yes, yeah. but, uh,
1: but that was those long after he finished the indie movies.
3: Swords for
2: thousand, for five hundred. <laughs> this is my favorite. S-words. This is my favorite Sean Connery moment from the movie.
0: Give me a ping, Vasily.
1: One ping only, please.
2: Oh wait a minute! That was Hunt uh, for Red right October. <laughs> Never mind. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. One ping only. I was please. trying
3: to remember where the submarine scene was. <laughs> Which one was Vasily? Um,
1: one uh, ping only, please. The great Sam Neil.
3: Uh, motor. You know the whole motorcycle chase scene um let's talk about that any any thoughts any i couldn't figure out why every time
2: indiana jones would save their skins Mm -hmm. you know his dad would look at him like why'd you do that like he was upset at (laughs) him for for saving you know he takes the the rest of that flagpole that he's got left and he he throws it in the spokes of that last motorcycle that's chasing him and And he's smiling and his dad's looking at him
1: like why would you do that? And then he's like, it just, like, deflates indie." And just a word of the wise to anybody out there that has a motorcycle, if someone ever comes up alongside you with a pike-like thing and looks like he's going <laughs> to thrust it through the spokes of your motorcycle, don't let him, because apparently <laughs> your motorcycle automatically explodes yes, if someone shows a pike through your spokes on your motorcycle. So you probably want to stay away from that. Well, that's a good reason
3: to wear a jacket and some gloves. That, that was pretty funny. I mean, it was just like... You know there there's that episode of a family guy years ago where um Meg is learning how to drive and so she's drace, drace, um uh, racing a uh, an Amish guy who's on a horse and buggy and they end up rolling off a off a hill the Amish guy and the buggy explodes and then the horse explodes
0: <laughs> Toots is like that. It's just
3: like everything blows up
1: Yes. Don't let Tuncs drive your car either. That's another lesson. Even toontses, if it is a homage buddy. The driving
2: buggy. cat the cat hit the driver car. I love it. He drives around I all love over the, the, the town. Tuncs no. is the driving cat. That was quality entertainment back then. And then the
3: great stock footage of the car rolling down the hill. Yeah, it's the always hill, the, the same hill, down shot the hill, down the hill. But it, I love the I love the little the little key pause on the <laughs> steering wheel. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, from there they go to Germany, and there's that great scene where he gets uh, Hitler's autograph, which is very funny. But that scene bugs me a little bit, because it is so easy for Indy to get that map. Basically, they go to Berlin. Again, everything falls into place yeah. for him here. All he's got to do is find the girl, because yeah. he
1: knows the girl's got it. Because well, right. she like, wants the girl, too. almost like Spielberg and Lucas said there's so much plot going on here, we can't really mess around too terribly much in any one location. You know, we can't have this extended adventure inside, you know, the inside the, the Third Reich headquarters mm-hmm. with Hitler and a chase scene and this and that. You, know, you kind of got to just get into it and get out.
0: My boy, boy, we're pilgrims in an unholy land.
2: Being in the, uh, at that point, that no. was, that was the den of lions. That yes. was the worst place on earth you could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And here they are looking for you know well and luckily for him uh, Dr. Schneider just happens to be you know strolling kind of along of, the plaza, yeah, back, back around the edges of it you know right. with no other guards or you know, and, and I guess he does uh, he does tell her all I have to do is squeeze and she says all I, I have to do have is to scream. scream that's a, you know there are a lot of good lines in this movie Th- there are um, the, this the script is written well. all I have to do is
3: squeeze
0: all I have to do, do is scream, scream.
3: And at that point, he goes, "Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's um, you know, just let, let's stop here for a moment. And, and we're about halfway through the movie. But who's the, who do you guys see as the bad guy in this movie? It it's obviously Donovan, but he's not playing such a big role in it." As the bad guy, he's only had two small scenes. Basically, it's a quest for the Grail, but we don't have like an outright villain yet, other than the Nazis. Well, well, you, well you don't I have think-
1: a, you don't have a villain, but Herr Oberst is infatuated with evil and violence and stabbing people and stuff. I mean, every time Herr Oberst, you know, you just see his eyes light up whenever he thinks about killing, you know, people or you know. I would definitely say the
2: Allison Duty. I just like saying Duty. <laughs> I think Duty is the villain. In this, I mean, she obviously betrayed Indy's trust. Yeah.
1: Well, but even she, you know, he, even she says that, you know, I, you know, I'm not in love with Nazis. I'm, you know, in love with the grail. I'm trying to remember what that exact line was, but she's like, I'm not a Nazi. You know, I'm an archeologist. Basically. I just happen to live in Germany. So I have to toe the party line. I, th- for my I think best interest,
3: and I think she tries to justify the the, the means justify the ends. You know, I, d- I definitely
1: I mean, think that's absolutely valid. Yeah. Um, she, uh, I think she she certainly proves the end of it that no, she she wants it, and you know she's willing to do whatever to to get what she needs. Mm. Um, but I didn't see her as literally an evil character. It's an interesting thought. Maybe there, you know, other than Hitler, um, maybe there isn't one truly just black and white evil villain overlord in this movie. There, there really you know, isn't. There, and there are. This movie, uh, the the story is full of uh, shades of gray. I mm-hmm. mean, the the way... You know, Indiana and his father—it's not unconditional love. There's a lot of you know resentment and misunderstanding and stuff. And you know, there's there's shades of gray all over. I mean, you wonder—you know—is is Salah a bad guy for directing Brody into the back of the truck, which we think is the storefront? You
3: know, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's there's, such a good scene I, where he where he's telling him to run. <laughs> yeah, run, run. <laughs> what? What? Run. Well, and and Brody—he you know,
1: uh, he seems like such an invalid during uh, parts of the movie too. You know, cause, um, Salah literally grabs him and starts dragging him off, and he's just—he's got this look in his face, like, "Oh, I just went to the Bahamas
2: for a moment." You know. I want to—I want to talk about about the the whole this argument that I've heard that this movie has has turned Salah and Brody into idiots. Mm-hmm. But we got to take a break first.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: And we are back after Good. a pee pee break. I was doing a pee pee dance in this <laughs> okay. nice chair. Thank you for that. Uh, you bet. Um, so we.
2: I've heard this argument that this movie makes Marcus Brody and Salah out to be idiots. Okay. Do y'all see I, that, or do I, you agree? I do see that with Brody. I do not see that with Salah. I don't see it with either one. All I see. Is these guys in situations that they haven't been in before? I would go with that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: you know, Brody, while he's well, they're in the marketplace. Brody is hopelessly lost. He yeah. literally doesn't know how to save his own life at that point. Right. And you that know, Salah has to drag him away. That
2: doesn't make
3: him an idiot. No, you know, and no, I, but that's uh, uh, he's not blending in well. <laughs> you yeah. know in the uh, and and, place and Indy, either. I mean, Indy does build him up to the Nazis, but then later on, he does say he once got lost in his own museum. Yeah, like he him. was just trying to scare
2: Donovan and, and right. those guys. But I mean, I've read posts on message boards, and people are like angry that they took these two cool characters, that this movie took these two cool characters and turned them into what they were calling idiots. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm as as really far as not sure I remember, talking about with Salah. Yeah, I, I think in in Raiders, Salah really never had to like fight or defend mm-hmm. himself. You know, he was always
1: no. he was just information and moral support. He he wasn't. Yeah, then he I mean, was. He, he was to be heroic.
2: Right. This is the first time that we actually see him trying to do that. You know, when he tells him, "Oh, hide in here," and then he turns around mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. got the fists yeah, up, the like, dukes ready up. to yeah,
3: ready to punch somebody out and. I don't know. The I truck just drives away. Well, and, and and at the same time, this is a lighter movie. This is a movie that has that you could argue has more gross. That has that has a <laughs> Brad with his nasal spray. Um That has that has that is lighter and and just funnier moments. And, yeah, and that's so, all it is to me. And
2: I, you know, like these things I've read and people have like said stuff like, yeah, that you know I. This that ruined this movie for me, and I can't enjoy it because they made Marcus out to be adult. Well, I just don't see it that way, and mm. I've never understood that.
3: And if anything, I think it makes it more. It makes it funny. It makes it charming. When have we ever seen Brody swinging from a vine or anything? We have never seen that. He's a guy who works in a museum. Or he's, a, he's the headmaster of the of the school or whatever yeah. he is.
1: And frankly, he does not seem like that at the beginning of the movie no. you know and then the, no uh, he definitely doesn't until he gets into an unfamiliar
2: situation mm-hmm. you know it's at at school he's in control he's calm collected then when he's you know i would sure i'd go out of my mind too if i was uh you know walking through a marketplace in china and i didn't know how to speak
3: chinese yeah. you know <laughs> and you definitely didn't want to drink the water yeah oh. um okay well That, uh, after the whole autograph scene and stuff like that, that brings us over to the blimp scene. Yeah, to get on the blimp. Which, which that has another funny line about the whole no ticket after Indy throws (laughs) the... no
2: ticket.
1: Well, also, it's uh, the first time in the movie, uh, unless there's something on the Coronado, um, where you obviously see blue screen or CG or something like that. Up until that movie, it feels like the entire thing is practical. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, maybe they slide something in here or there, but... uh, Yeah, obviously, you know, a lot of that is, you know, computer generated blue screen stuff. Well,
3: I don't even think it was computer generated by that time. Maybe it was probably just
1: just composite stuff. Stuff like, uh, well, not to get far ahead, but uh, when um, when they get the, the, they're on the beach and they, they get the plane uh, that's coming after them, you know that's obviously cGs it goes overhead and then blows up, but right. sorry we're I'm sorry to skip ahead there. The only thing up
2: to this point, like you pointed out uh, that looked um, uh, composited to okay. me was at the very beginning, the very opening scene when the scouts are riding their horses. okay there's some really, really, really wide shots of okay. landscape and stuff, yes. and I was watching it yesterday, and I noticed that the foreground. And the background were, okay. were, like, vibrating independently. They oh, okay. were just kind of just kind of barely moving. Like, they couldn't... Couldn't get the gates yes. right when they were laying yeah. it down. Yeah, so it was... Um, the background was maybe a mat. Maybe it was an actual photograph or something. But they did composite that at the beginning. Okay. And, and I could barely see that. But up until this point, yeah, when the... Like, when, when the German guy's been thrown out and he... he
3: does his fist up in the air, and <laughs> you can hear him going, Rincon! <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought that up. First of all, I love any scene where someone is so angry that they have to shake their fist, and when the Nazi is shaking his fist at the blimp, I just applaud. I love the, the the Simpsons do that all the time. The fist shaking. What does that mean? It's just—it's such an empty threat. The whole—what is—what is? I'm gonna you hit come you. back here and I'll smack you. I love fist shaking. Bad it's the person. best. So
2: they're—they're they're on the—they're on the blimp and they're talking. Yes. You know, and this is when Indy tries to open up to his dad, and mm-hmm. and you can tell that that Henry Senior just doesn't know how to be a dad. You know, because they said after his, <coughs> after his mom died, after Henry's wife died, Henry was never around. He was always off chasing mm-hmm. things and looking for things. And yeah, I know you want me to buy you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, know when I get the budget, what mm-hmm. I think
1: is uh, it's it works for the movie. Um, but uh, he he tells Indy that he believes he was a great dad. Yeah, how I many never times told you I to... make you finish
3: your dinner? How many times I make you go to bed? Yeah, you know?
2: I never told you to do your homework or you clean your room.
3: and and when you're a little kid, that's kind of what you want. But I guess as you grow into, as an adult, you start to get lost, and you need guidance, especially in your teenagers. You know, it's yeah. very you do get very rebellious, but you still need some some something to rein you in because. Well, you know, you when you're a teenager, the world is your oyster, and, and and you're learning independence, and you can do whatever you want. It doesn't mean you need well. Just, just simply embedding
1: that. rote knowledge into your head does not qualify as parental guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you know, in the, in the first scene, you know, Indy's desperately looking for his dad's help, and his dad says, "Nope, one to 20, you know, mm-hmm. in Greek. <laughs> you know, he just he kind of pulls a you know. He kind of pulls a Costanza. Just he just walks away from George Steinbrenner. And he and starts walking, shakes his head. It's like well, this obviously isn't going to work. Then and Andy brings
2: up the whole thing about uh, duty, about how they were both Dude. involved with her. <laughs> yeah, Dude. And uh, here's a little clip from that.
0: It's disgraceful. You're old enough to be her her, her grandfather. <laughs> Miss Human is the next man. I was the next man. Love that. Awkward. <laughs> yes,
2: I was the next man. Actually, that was <laughs> that, that, that was into you. Yeah. yeah, and I said it like. <laughs> but that, Sean but Connery. that's that's
3: kind of a. Um, I would say it, it, the the way the movie is conducted and it's so light-hearted. You don't really it didn't feel awkward to me. Did you get kind of awkward, Brad? It, it was just kind of—it seemed like circumstances were—and they were just over it, you know. It's just yeah.
2: Well, you know, they talked about it, and mm-hmm. then, you know, and worked. And they just, I think it was like one of those deals that it was easier to just not talk about than mm-hmm. than belabor the point.
3: Yeah. Um, tank well, tank scene.
1: Hang on. Oh. One of the thing about the dirigible scene, I'm sure. Every fanboy that wants to has seen this on the uh, the internet somewhere, but uh, okay. the fact that uh, um, during that during the blimp scene, they said it was so hot on whatever oh. set that was that, that uh, both characters, uh, junior and senior, uh, neither one of them were wearing pants. <laughs> they were sitting in the boxers. <laughs> no way! That's <laughs> oh, awesome. <thanks> God, <laughs> I had not heard that. Yeah. Well, and you know, I. I i was looking you know i was looking to see shine on their foreheads or whatever and it makes me wonder you know did the air conditioning go out that day i mean i'm you know i can't imagine that you know i just i can't imagine you know, they didn't say why it was so hot that they had to wear you know no pants and uh, i just i, I wish they'd mentioned that i just kind of thought it was interesting yeah.
0: uh, maybe so it's on that once BBP. again
2: luck is with indiana jones and there just happens to be a a plane on the bottom of the blimp that they could hop in and and escape in
3: which i have to say when it when the blimp first took off and i saw that plane it's just like all right when's that gonna work into the plot i didn't
0: know you could fly a plane why yes
1: I love the uh, I love that uh, that moment and where they're sitting there in the dirigible trying to connect as father and son, and all of a sudden you see the shadows start moving in the background behind. Uh, him, that is, and a you good. immediately know, and then Indy immediately knows they're turning, us, yeah. they're turning us around, and it just your heart just sinks. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to do now?
2: He made a comment about something about uh, I didn't think it would take him
3: that long to to figure out the radio was busted. Yeah,
2: and that was just almost like a throwaway line because mm-hmm. they never. They didn't ever show that. Yeah, and just busting the the radio
1: or anything. Like which that. which that's why we I, have deleted I th- scenes on these DVDs. I,
3: I think that's a I think that's a plot point for for them because very obviously, you know, how are they going to escape? All the Nazis have to do is radio and say, "Bring the blimp back." But So they have to somehow just work into, hey, the radio's, you know, I didn't think it would take them that long to well the see pilot
1: Well, the, the pilot up there, you know, he might not have Nazis with him. and I uh, do have the a The one list Nazi of... that was on the boat or on the, on the blimp got unceremoniously booted off of the blimp. So they took off without any Nazis on board, theoretically. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are members of the party, you know, uh, you know, among the citizenry there. But uh, there weren't any guys with uniforms and jackboots that I remember. I do have a list of scenes that were shot but didn't make it into the film oh, there's, whole, there's like a whole bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, we can talk about that
3: uh, after a while. Um, uh, uh, but the tank chase, blink we go from the so blimp wait, then to the beach. To the beach, which is, which is Harrison Ford's, or not um, uh, Dad's yeah, Shining Dad moment. Dad saves yeah. the day there. He yeah. remembers, Charlemagne. He remembers the words of Charlemagne. Here it is right here.
0: I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees
2: birds in the sky. <laughs> and you know, he so senior walks past junior and junior's just looking at him and he's like there's with some real admiration there and you can see the the smile slowly form, you know. Oh, it was cool seeing him
1: <laughs> seeing him attack all the uh, all the the seagulls, you know, Yeah, those uh, are actually pigeons by rolling. the way. Oh, pigeons? Okay, yeah, because you can't
2: you can't train seagulls. <laughs> no, <laughs> according to
3: IMDB.
1: Were they like were they painted as seagulls or something?
3: I don't know. Oh, you know, flapping around, you know, mm-hmm. you putting enough Vaseline on the uh, they, on the lens. They, they put appliances
1: tell. on the uh, on the doves there. The pigeons. I like the tank scene.
3: Tank scene is a lot of fun and reminiscent of the first movie a little bit, not not much, but uh, I mean there's a there's chase, there's there's events, there's things going on that um, that result in just good timing and 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 luck and and stuff like that. Well, in, and in it, three of the four movies,
2: there's a massive chase scene involving uh, motorized vehicles mm-hmm. near the end of the movie. That's mm-hmm. like a staple. Yeah. In the in the Indiana I mean minecart. That's
3: that's basically the car chase in it is, Temple but it's Doom. not a motorized vehicle. Yeah. So that's why I
2: put that caveat in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh,
1: again, um, you see Indy's blind luck uh, rear its head. Um, to Indy's everlasting benefit, as he's hanging on to the uh, the exploded uh, uh, you know cannon right. tube
2: because his and satchel
1: got yeah. caught
2: around the yeah the turret. and, you, and, can, and, he,
1: and he, you
3: can see his pen. oh yeah I mean, he knows he is, is, he's he's
1: he's getting he's about to get smeared all
3: over uh, all over Hatar. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is a me, good hatay. scene. Oh, oh. And again, it's just the gun going off in the tank and and the driver getting hit. Well, and, then, and
1: the bullet ricochets like seven times
3: where it finally gets the
1: driver in just the right spot, and then he falls on the lever, which mm-hmm. makes the thing do a hard right. And, you know, uh, Indy went from see around Indy to, okay, we'll uh, be back with Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls here in about uh, five, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I only heard one. Wilhelm scream
3: And it's during movie. the shoot yeah. yes, I think I heard two but it's during that scene
1: I tried to go back and isolate it it was on the, it was the guy getting thrown off the tank right um cuz I I heard it and then I went back and looked for it and uh, my ding dong um uh, program on my computer won't show me how far into the movie I was so there's there's and one
2: scene yes, when they're in the desert and um those mm-hmm. those uh guys <laughs> that work for that organization what's yeah, the, the name that the, organization uh, the, the grill protectors the, the... Brothers of, of
3: Protecting the, the, the Grail Association. Association. Yes, <laughs> United Incorporated. United. Incorporated. What is the name yeah. of
1: the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword?
2: Yeah, they're throwing grenades. Yes, and one of them, one of the German soldiers gets hit by a grenade, and mm-hmm. as he flies through the air, you hear the scream. Uh, there might have been another one, but if there was, I didn't catch ah! it.
3: And again, the, the will- Wilhelm is is a classic scream that's just used in movies before indie, but has just become a staple in Hollywood. Yeah. W- uh, maybe we can find it. We'll do put a link on it. Once you hear it, you'll recognize it. Ben and Burt it... uses it in all the indie movies, all the Star
2: Wars mm-hmm. movies, it's and a... it's in several other. Yeah. Movies. His own little end joke. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, when Indy goes off the cliff, when he loses his hat, when we okay. first saw the movie, the tank going off the cliff. <laughs> I love this is the one. This is shot the one, a... <laughs> this
2: this is the one scene that that I. Obviously, it's a miniature, yes. yeah. you know, and it it shows the scene. It shows the the tank hitting, yeah. and then this little fake action figure, little fake action figure falling still out. The, the, yeah, yeah. the turret
1: of the tank and the little miniature human both pop off, and then the the turret of that tank rolls over. The little miniature of the person, but just the the shot of Ober's face. You know that's obviously one of the CG things, the blue <laughs> screen of the movie. But <laughs> Ober's face as he's falling. It's just it's not it's not totally over the top, but it is just funny, funny, funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know you get see those wide eyes of Herr Oberst one more time. By the way, Herr Oberst uh, translates into English as Mister Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Mister
0: <Yeah, laughs> Colonel. His, his,
1: his name is Mister Colonel. That's great. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: That that tank, you, you know, you could just tell it was like a foot long and yeah, had that. that bothers <laughs> you. Yeah. Had the little GI Joe action figure. <laughs> in yeah. It and, you know, it, I mean, that's the only thing really to me that looked like fake. Fake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might want to go ahead and buy that, Brad. Yeah. No. Like extra fake. Fake. Oh, the <laughs> uh, alternate scene. The the alter the. I am Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. He said he was uh, Jesse Owens. Oh, was wow. another one, mm-hmm. and May West was another one that he. May said. West, that's what it was, not Greta
3: Garbo. Yep.
1: so that's uh, a that's a dated reference. that most of the kids in the audience weren't going to get. Um, mm-hmm. I would bet you my next paycheck that that was Lucas making that change.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, I, I could see that.
1: Ma- Mickey Mouse was a better choice anyway.
0: Yeah, Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. is a
1: great choice. No, no, no complaints with that.
3: Um, yeah the the whole hat falling, uh, the whole indie almost going over the cliff and stuff like that. That was I can remember in the theater getting like i remember because indy indy's hat does fall off but it rarely does and when it blows up and he's got that when it blows off and he's got that look in his eyes you automatically you just think that i love that, that this scene. is it he is when his hat dead. blows
2: off and that camera gets right up in there yeah. on his face that's a great that's probably my favorite shot of indiana jones in all of the yeah. indy movies cuz there there's fear there's real fear in there it looked like real panic on his face mm-hmm. like i'm really going to die
1: I just I love the uh, the the sight gag of you know the the three of them looking over the cliff you know starting to mourn Indy already and then he comes up and kind of shambles up behind them. Yeah.
3: He kind of perches over he's looking to see what they're looking at. Yeah it's a, it's almost a cartoon moment. It, it is like I don't know what You're it is. You're waiting for the
2: wah. wah. It, Harrison Ford has got a knack for those kinds of scenes, you know like um I mean, there's several of them when he's in pain or he's like dazed and he's just kind of like, like stumbling around, like his brain's not quite working. And he's just, for some reason, really good at those kinds of scenes, and it, it, he that really made that scene funny. He was kind of like woozy and shaking his head, and
1: and Spielberg uses that woozy, wide-eyed thing, you know all the way through this movie. I don't think I've ever seen a movie where, you know, there were so many wide eyes and uh, I thought it worked like a charm. Mm.
2: I thought I'd lost you, boy.
1: Gosh. Like um, the... Uh, my, my favorite... Uh, I think my favorite single second of the movie is, is way back there. It's during the, uh, the fireplace scene, but when they... they they flip around and they're looking at the the command center, and uh, Frau Farbacina looks at him. <laughs> that mm. that look on Indy's face—he's got that that crooked smile, yeah. and he's just he's just like, "Hey, hey, how you
3: doing?" They're both smiling, and she <laughs> smiles
1: back. Yeah, can you play it? Or we haven't. An,
3: an alarm!
1: I think. Uh, oh, does uh, do you not have it here? No,
2: I don't have the. Uh, I oh don't have that goodness. that clip of the German lady. Oh
1: my goodness! Let's see.
2: <laughs> now I noticed you keep pronouncing it. Frau Farbicina. Okay, sorry. Well, I just—I thought I'd heard Austin uh, or uh, yeah, Doctor Evil say that's, Frau Farbissina. That's, that's oh, okay. I apologize. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, no, she uh, <laughs> definitely, um, uh, definitely felt uh, Frau Farbicina. Uh Here you go. It almost sounded like she was saying Allah,
2: but you know, a German wouldn't say that. Hmm.
0: Also,
3: uh, it it reminds me a little bit of um, Austin Powers um, when she would yell out, what was that character? Send in the clones. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I could think of. uh,
1: Gee, I wonder if that's where uh, Mike Myers got that.
3: Uh, Or or there must be something (laughs) about German women just yelling like that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I went back and uh, um, took a look at... uh, Took a look at the uh, the IMDb page of uh, of, of Frau Farbissina, and um, oh my gosh, um, she uh, she looks a lot different mm-hmm. in person. Yeah, she. I had a note here somewhere. I'm not finding it. Uh, I had her actual name. Now the it.
2: the big guy that appears in all these Indiana mm-hmm. Jones movies, his, the actor's name is Pat Roach. He was one of the thuggies in Temple of Doom. Right. He was the big bald uh, German guy. Uh, with the airplane oh, with oh, the yeah. airplane the fighting in raiders. Yes. He's in this movie and he's credited as Gestapo. Mm-hmm. It was a real small I couldn't find him. I was watching what purposely looking for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not sure what Gestapo
1: is or, or Well Gestapo is the the it's Nazi a, police. Basically they're military police. So maybe he was just one of the
2: German soldiers around. Obviously a very yeah.
1: small part. Maybe he was getting too old for it or something. Back like that. there standing behind Hitler's right shoulder or something mm-hmm. for all you know.
3: Maybe so. There're um, a lot of
1: Nazis in that scene.
3: Um okay, so after that we we get to the uh we get to the temple or whatever you want to call it and then we're 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 subjugated with the three tests.
2: I love that scene. For some reason that scene has always it was like I like riddles. I like solving mm-hmm. riddles. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And not knowing what exactly was going to happen when that first, quote-unquote, volunteer mm-hmm. walked up. Yeah. You know, I mean, did, it, at that point, did we know he was going to lose his head? Had we seen a severed head? No. I don't think we'd seen I, a severed head at that point. I don't no. think we
1: had. Um, Harkening back to you earlier in the show, I thought this was one place where it really stuck out to me. And what I've got my note is said uh did the three tests seem too easy? I, mean, I really, you know, kind of thought that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, the, the clues seem to fall into place I didn't very know what easily.
2: Penitent meant? I'd never heard that and word. And
1: you know, it probably it's probably one of those things that once you've seen the movie, you know, you know you no, know, you know, penitent, you know, to kneel before God. Mm-hmm. You know, it maybe it seems easy now. Um Penitent.
3: Uh, of those three, I think the nice. second one was probably the easiest. You
0: Penitent.
1: Know. Yes. Yahweh starts with I yeah. in the Hebrew language. I liked the
2: connection between the um, father and son as they were solving the the puzzles at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, kind of saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was
3: like they were connected somehow. Oddly enough, they I were thought father that was and neat. son. And out of those three tests, the, the leap of faith has to be my favorite. Yeah. That's we, the one that's my least favorite. Really? Because there's
2: no way he wouldn't have noticed a stone bridge right there, mm-hmm. well, even if it was painted to l- reflect the way it looked in the distance mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry but you're going to notice something like
3: that. Yeah, I mean maybe it's
2: that Well, would... I
3: mean that that's the thing with optical illusions. I, I mean, your brain has to unless it knows what it's looking at, it can't process the information. So if it's thinking it's seeing a cavern, you know, and, and you got to, I mean... When somebody,
2: when when whoever created this, painted that walkway to mm, look yeah. the way it did...
1: Well, they had to paint it for someone of a specific height. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> if taller yeah. or shorter right. than that, it's going to be a to, little bit off. Yeah, mm-hmm. they
2: had to um, assume that whoever was going to come here would stand exactly where they're standing. So it was a bit of a stretch. I know, almost wonder,
1: uh, don't know, I almost wonder, you know, did the you know did the, the, the camouflaged walkway itself, was it literally invisible until he took the leap of faith? And then afterwards you could see through the camera shot that it was just kind of camouflaged. It was painted in such a way to look like you that. You know,
3: maybe that's more of it. It was, it was camouflaged and, and not so much an, an, an illusion because – you're you're basically led to believe, okay, here is a ca- cavern, and the only way I can wa- get across it is just to have faith and walk. Which yeah. means you have to take a step, and you are going to fall, but but you're going to land on this. So it, it, it's it's, I mean, it, it really is a leap of faith. You you've got to believe that that God is going to protect you and not fall into the cavern. And and a weaker man would have turned away, going, "There's no way to do that." So. Mm-hmm. So, but but Indy having faith, you know, there, there was always a bridge there. It's just you had to take a chance. Another that you would be protected. Well, another also, shot that, in it that
1: the bridge so, was so narrow too that you, know, you could easily have like you know half landed on it. And, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> another thing, another shot in there that supports your your theory of maybe was it actually invisible before he took a step was the one shot of his two feet hanging over the edge mm-hmm. of that yeah. little cliff. The camera angle was such that it was looking up slightly at the bottom mm-hmm. of Indy's feet. Now if the if the bridge actually was there and made it all the way over to where he was standing, we wouldn't have seen his feet. We would have seen the actual bridge from that camera angle. I yeah. know I'm deconstructing it mm-hmm. a bit here but That's what we're here maybe for, it Brad. was maybe it was actually invisible until he actually took that step. Maybe. But the fact that it was painted and camouflaged mm-hmm. once it did appear Kind of makes it like if it was invisible, why go to the trouble to to paint it and camouflage it?
1: I, I don't know, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And that might, yeah. and and I think, probably blows a it, hole in like my a little yeah.
3: too much. I think it's more about you know taking a chance that because you got to remember right before Indy took that, he was looking at that and thinking there is no way I can do this. But he takes a deep breath, he really concentrates. He he's got that that look in his eyes like i can do this and then he takes that step mm-hmm. and he freaks out a little bit and he's not falling and then the solution is given to us
2: then he was yes. when he made it across he yeah. picks up the gravel
1: and he throws it yeah. i always thought that, that was, was a. I cool. uh, yeah i thought that was a uh, that was cool but uh, i thought to myself shouldn't have done that Should've, yeah so, i was sh- thinking that shouldn't have done that because you know you know he knows where it is you know i don't i don't know why he did that he well, you know, the he reason knew he knew where it was going to be on the way back, and you know, all he was doing was giving you know the bad guys a chance to follow him uh, very easily. That's true. Um, he could have, which they did. He could
2: have thrown. He could have thrown that gravel on the walkway as he was coming
1: back out, exactly. so he could see it. But he wasn't yes. thinking. Mm-hmm. That may. They may I, well and, be true.
3: I mean, he messes up too because when the two blades come down about the pendant thing. I mean, he puts that rope on there so it won't hit anyone else that comes through. You know, I he could have just left it there. But then again, he's probably thinking he has to get out. So. Yeah,
2: make it easy for himself on the way out.
3: Um, So the whole grail thing. And that's scene.
2: true,
1: because there's a definite possibility that he might need to leave, you know, that area <laughs> with all haste. And he might not have time <laughs> to screw around with leaning over and finding some sand and throwing it and seeing where it lands and then stepping out. He, mm-hmm. he, he may have been thinking, I might have to be, you know, on a dead run out of this place. so. Mm-hmm. Because you know, usually, as you said, when uh, Indy goes and finds artifacts, uh, things blow up, collapse, and otherwise uh, get destroyed. <laughs> he
3: does have a history of that. Um, okay, looking for the grail.
2: I found that scene to be very interesting for lots of reasons. Um, personally, you know, my own beliefs in Christ and being a Christian and stuff, and knowing that, that this cup could actually exist is really fascinating to me, that it actually may be somewhere. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's moving. It's, it, I don't know the word I'm trying to look mm-hmm. for, but it, it actually is like important. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and then we get to see him, Indy, you know, maybe actually having a little faith or that this could actually, something like this actually could exist. Because he looks at, first off, the guy, Donovan, oh, and, and here's another evidence that Duty is actually the villain in this. Mm-hmm. When he says, You know, how do I pick? You know, they're mm-hmm. all so beautiful. How do I pick? She says, Let me choose for you.
1: And he's dumb enough to accept. Yeah. And of, of course, she's, he, we established says, earlier in the movie that. He was <laughs>
3: Love how his hair he grows he up chose.
0: Poorly.
3: <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a Monty he, Python he character. It. Yeah, he it does. Poorly. so. Poorly.
2: Indy sees that it. happen, and then he goes and looks. And also, it's <coughs> the the scene is interesting because he, he's doing this for his dad. Yes. First off, he's trying to save his dad. You know. And Donovan says, you know, only the healing power of the grail can save your father at this point. So he's doing this for his dad, and he's gonna, you know, take a leap of faith. And he's looking, and he's he's thinking, okay, if this is actually true, Christ was a carpenter. So what, you know, he sees that nondescript, uh, uh Cop, grail. Yeah, it looked like a like it was made it was out carved of
1: carved out of wood or something. Wood I mean, just... or 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 or. Um,
2: Stone, clay. Yeah, clay is what I'm trying to find. And he goes, "Well, that's it." And and the girl looks at it like, "Huh, you may be actually be right." You know. So, I just thought it was interesting that he, his his brain actually was thinking, "Okay, I may not personally believe in this, but this is the story. Jesus was a carpenter, so let me look for something nondescript." And okay, I see it.
3: Yeah, Donovan was definitely thinking along the lines of like the Catholic ceremony or the Vatican because when they do it they, there's a very ornate cup that they always well, he even use. Even says and when he
2: picks it up he even says this
3: is
1: this is obviously it.
3: Yeah. Cup yeah. fit for a king. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, and and, and I, Jesus I have,
3: wasn't a king at the last level.
1: I have he, always thought that um, that Elisa Schneider did that to him on
0: purpose.
3: Oh yeah. I oh, mean, you definitely, could, yeah, I don't definitely. Yeah. you could see the smirk
2: on her face yeah. when when he did that. He's like, "What's happening to me?" And she's like in the back going, "Oh, huh. yeah, let's see a sucker." <laughs> so Indiana picks the the right one and he he drinks it. You have chosen wisely. Nice. I like the 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 concept of
1: of the this guy being there for now, years wasn't, and years and years. Shouldn't Indy have been more I guess at the point you you do what you can and you worry about what happens after the fact, mm-hmm. but do you think um, Andy was worried? I mean, I, the thought went through my mind as a 17-year-old or 19-year-old or whatever I was that, okay, this may this may save your dad, but your dad might not ever be able to cross the seal. You know, what um, happens if your you know, your dad crosses the seal and then all of a sudden the wound reappears and, you know. You that, know just,
3: that, that never entered my mind. It didn't enter my mind either. I could, I could see where you would think about it, but that never entered. I, I never once thought that he would be stuck there. I mean to stay there would be to be immortal. Yeah. And, it, and
1: obviously is yeah is the immortality you, were, you know, the immortality is the gift of staying in there and mm-hmm. that's not really that much of a gift I'm guessing.
3: No, obviously it wasn't. It's a heck of a string
1: to attach to uh something mm-hmm. like that. Um but I guess the uh yeah, the it makes sense that the healing power, you know, would just go ahead and heal you and then you could get on out. You're just mm-hmm. not going to live forever.
3: Yeah. Um so as as the um as the castle, whatever you want to call it, temple starts to collapse and there's the whole, there, there's two great scenes reaching for the grail. Right. And, and they're both very telling and very moving and, you know, for the, 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 um, the doctor, she wants it because she just, she, she covets it. She just needs to have it. It's, it's, I don't know what it is, if it's the greed in her or what. Well, they
1: they establish that there's absolutely a lust in both Indiana and Dr. Schneider, and it's not necessarily lust for any one thing. It may be more the way they approach life and and their job and and this quest for this particular Mm -hmm. artifact. But the first time you see it is when they bust through the X that marks the spot. They go down to the catacombs, and as they both drop down in there, the first shot you see after they're in the catacombs is both of them have this wide-eyed, you know, again, the wide-eyed look of, you know, almost a rapturous lust discovery. Uh, like they, yes. They, they know that something big is, is getting ready to happen. And, um, uh, I just, you know, you see it again, you know, it's echoed all the way up to the very end as you see that look on her face and you realize that there is no way she's going to, you know, give up that other hand, you know, and stop stretching out. Um, although maybe if she hadn't worn gloves, you know, she could have gotten away with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I would suggest that you know, whenever hanging uh, into a uh, precipice, um, you know, don't have gloves on.
3: The, um, do you think it was in character for um, for Henry Senior to tell his son just to let it go?
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was the watershed moment that he became a father.
3: I think.
0: That's- I can get it. I can almost reach it, Dad. Indiana. Indiana.
1: That also is the first time he doesn't call him Junior.
0: I mean, right. he, he, tra- right. he calls he's, him
1: Indiana. He he's so you know he he realizes that his son maybe maybe you know the same lust that just took the life of Doctor Schneider is about to take his son, and so he says something to snap his son back into you know back into the moment, and uh, that does it quite well. But you get the feeling that you know the the father is not necessarily softened, but he now realizes you know what you know his son means to him right he realizes what's important i mean he doesn't repent you know in the true sense of the word but you know i think he does you know the the process of him changing you know to become a a better father you know completes itself you know completes his arc right at that moment
3: and maybe it has to do with the fact that he was on death's bed that he was dying and his son went through all this trouble to save him and he got the grail and suddenly he realizes you know what maybe maybe life isn't well All about things, but about I think there relationships. might not, there
1: might not be a more profound moment in in a human a human's existence than being able to literally save your child you know that that must be a very you know defining moment you know for for somebody
2: well there were two places in this movie where when senior almost loses junior, one is the tank you know he thought he died he mm-hmm. says, "I thought I'd lost you, boy, and then of course, when he himself is uh, yes about to die, he realized obviously what's more important. And I think just the fact that that knowing that he was right, that the grail existed, yes. that he had found it, it was enough. And his quest was good his, point. His was quest was him. over Excellent at that point. He was. did find the grail. Yeah. It was Excellent all point. that's all he needed to know was that it was there. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Indiana Jones is thinking, Oh, it's the grail. It needs to be in a museum. Yeah. You know, and, this and is frankly, an important
1: artifact. Frankly something like that probably does need to be lost forever something like that probably does need to be metaphorical not
2: literal and probably not probably but i think senior Mm -hmm. knew that when he saw what had happened when when greed was trying to remove it from the cavern you know the the um knight said it can't cross the seal
1: and that would be you know the grail would be a target for the rest of its existence you know Mm -hmm. at least as long as it was you know the location was known by mankind you know people would people would try to have it for their own reasons Hmm. so i don't think you could ever you know you could never have that in a museum you know i just you know
3: well it could have been filed away like the art you know i mean the art they
1: they probably would have done exactly mm that um In which case here in 300 years or whatever, someone would have pulled out and would have taken Mm -hmm. over the world then. So it's probably better it uh, dropped into that uh, chasm. Though the chasm, uh, I I thought maybe this is unintentional comedy. But the uh, the chasm is apparently about uh, six feet deep with a bunch of fog
0: on top. Oh it. yeah, wasn't that convenient? <laughs> it didn't. Uh, it didn't very exactly much like the Fortress yeah. of Solitude yeah. in it, Superman too. Exactly. Uh,
1: it, did, <laughs> it didn't exactly look like you're dropping all the way to the core of the yeah. Earth. There, it's like, oh man, there's probably a mattress like uh, six feet down there or something.
3: Wouldn't it be funny if Frau had stood up and it was only like like knee <laughs> high? was like, oh oh, I'm okay. It's okay. Yeah. I just need a step ladder <laughs> <laughs> or a rope. Throw me your whip. <laughs> and then they ride off into the sunset. And that was that was nice. And you know what's funny? Okay, so a lot of people mm-hmm. were really under the impression that this was it. This was the end of the well, series. Well,
2: that's why they called it The Last Crusade.
3: Right. The Last Crusade, riding off to the sunset, classic ending. But on the VHS, the little yes. Nancy let me, there's some interviews at the very end. And George Lucas says, we actually have some ideas for the fourth one. Interesting. And and we hope to do it very soon. Needless well, to say, there was him, a fourth one, but it wasn't very soon.
2: It took them 20 years. And it probably had no
1: resemblance to the way Crystal oh, Skull turned out. Did, yeah. I think that's got to be right. Well, they were talking, when they did Last Crusade, uh, Spielberg had uh, ideas. He wanted to do, what was it, the, uh, the 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 Monkey King or the Monkey yes. God? Um, that and was and their... Chris
3: Columbus wrote the draft for it, but they felt that there were too many negative stereotypes about Africa in it. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Yes, yeah, so I know that. Yeah, even even the Last Crusade was not the original idea. I mean, not even close. We skipped over the last bit of comedy mm-hmm.
2: What's in the movie. We we'll get to learn the true meaning. Jeez, of it. What does it always mean? It's
0: Junior—that's his name, Henry Jones Junior. Like Indiana, we named the dog Indiana. <laughs>
2: of course, we see the dog at the beginning mm-hmm. when he when young Indiana Jones comes back to the house, and <laughs> the dog the just dog. perks up. Did we know up to that point that he was named after a dog?
3: No, I don't think so.
2: I'm not sure we knew his th- name was Henry Jones Jr. up until that point. Yeah, I don't think we did either. I think this is the first time, um, you know, in watching it, watching this movie again, obviously not for the first time, mm-hmm. seeing the dog at the beginning, I go, oh, there's the dog Indiana. <laughs> you know, but the first time we saw this movie, we wouldn't have had that reaction. Right. We would have just gone, oh, there's the family dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that's neat. Knowing that I
3: love that dog <laughs> or he says something along those
0: lines. I have a lot of <laughs> fond memories of that dog.
3: So there you have it. Wow. I have a couple of
2: let's talk about just a little true, couple of trivia bits that were pretty interesting.
1: I got a little trivia bit. um Spielberg didn't actually um, um he did not like the idea of the last crusade as it was first presented. Uh, Lucas said, "I wanted to go look for the Holy Grail," and Spielberg said, "Look, I can't do anything with the Grail. It's a cup. There, there's no set pieces I can build around this. It's the the how the, wrong the story was, of the cup was literally would literally be a a, a you know
0: a, well, a, a very a dead story." Are you serious?
1: I'm totally serious. Because Spielberg I, then said, "Hey, well, how about if we make this a uh, father son?" Spielberg got on board with the idea of the movie. When uh, Lucas said, "Okay, you know, how about let's make this a father-son movie," then they went out and decided to find Connery. So they actually decided um, to that the father-son idea was good before they had any idea
3: that Sean Connery is going to play the uh, the senior. That totally surprised me because I mean, the whole Arthur legends based on mm-hmm. this. I mean, how can you? How, how that surprised me It's Seward goes, "I can't tell a story about a cup." I mean. Nights at around yeah. table. And it, Nights at a round table. <laughs> we <laughs> dance so whenever
1: we're able. Um no, it's actually it's one of the one of the couple of uh bonus features. There's a little six minute interview with Spielberg on the end of the new uh version of the Last Crusade DVD. Right. And yeah, he DVD. says it right there. So it, this is not a secret. Um, you know, it, it's on the D V D and I'm sure it's on many web pages out there in the interweb. The interweb. hmm Right? Let's see. Um <clears throat>
2: To help achieve the sound of thousands of rats, uh, sound designer Ben Burt actually used the higher registers of thousands of chickens. <laughs> Ew. Uh, at the climax, when the temple first starts to split apart, one of the sounds employed is something rub- somebody rubbing on a balloon. Yeah. You, know I, 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 yeah, yeah. you know,
3: it's funny, because I, I swear I heard that.
2: That rubbery-stretching well, sound. Yeah. You probably did. Um Let's see. Sean Connery was always Steven Spielberg's first choice to play Indiana Jones' father. Interesting. Uh, Here's a... I don't know if this is true or not. When George Lucas met with Steven Spielberg to discuss a third Indiana Jones movie, he wanted to have it set in a haunted mansion. Uh, Spielberg had just finished Poltergeist and decided that he wanted to do something different. (laughs) Lucas then came up with the idea of the Holy Grail... And Spielberg added the idea of a father-son sub-story.
3: You know, that's kind of... That's interesting, the whole Haunted Mansion idea, because that would have taken it to another place, because indie stories are epic, just like Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. I mean, you go all... I mean. Um, Uh, James Bond movies you go all over the world with Indy you go to exotic places and to put him in a a mansion would have really given it a different type of feel well and they gave that movie to Eddie Murphy and I don't think it worked out that well
2: (laughs) hey here's the thing about the no pants on the Zeppelin okay Sean Connery and Harrison Ford wore no trousers during the shooting of the entire (laughs) Zeppelin scene mainly because it was filmed in a very hot studio and Connery didn't want to sweat too much (laughs) (laughs) Harrison Ford was the one who suggested using River Phoenix to play him as a teenager no way that yeah. was some good... That's think, some great cast. Harrison yeah, good Ford choice, sir.
1: makes some mention of the fact that he there was not an actor around who looked more like he did when he was a kid than River Phoenix. And I think that was the primary reason why they cast him. The fact that he was a darn fine actor uh, was probably just a pleasant side effect. A couple of, of the
2: scenes that were shot but didn't make into the film. <clears throat> Indy saw a rubbing charcoal picture of the stained glass with numerals in the plane. Hmm. Part of it was used in the plane montage scene. It shows his hmm. eagerness to rub the knight's shield in Venice. Uh, a longer scene at the entrance hall in Brunewald, after Indy knocks out the butler, both Indy and Elsa <laughs> hid the body in a decorated sarcophagus nearby. Uh, <laughs>
3: that, that's, what, I mean, that's, not, that's not really a Yeah, it's not necessary. Storytelling. Yeah, it's not necessary. It doesn't have
2: to be. Uh, after getting the diary back, Indy knocks out an officer with a long coat. Thus, it explains why he was wearing a long coat in the airport mm, right before again. they okay. board the, the plane. I mean, that's the, not uh, sorry No, it's not. I can see why they that chewed one?
1: that 45 seconds out there.
2: An alternate version of the Word of God scene. Indy steps on the J word only to have spiders crawling up to his neck. This shot. Appears in certain video covers. I'm not sure what that means.
3: Well, usually, um, like in foreign movies and stuff, um, they'll just add scenes. So I don't know why. Maybe for timing and stuff. So like a lot of times, if you go to Europe, you may see a different, you know, just a slightly different version of a movie. Why would
2: they do that? (coughs) This movie was nominated as in 1990 as best foreign language film by the Japanese Academy oh wow isn't that funny <laughs> who Who
1: would have ever thought yeah it just goes to prove the japanese do love indiana jones mm.
2: it, this movie won an oscar for best effects for sound effects editing it was nominated oscar for best music original score and best sound yes but obviously
1: did yes not. yes and yes not win those. Uh, okay. let's see uh there was a couple of uh well you all those practicals in the movie make it make it so unlike any movie you will ever see ever again. Yeah, I think I can I can easily see a world where some director says, you know what, I intend to do a movie with nothing but practicals. So I think like John Favreau, I mean, not an Iron Man, but John Favreau has said before that that he wants to use practicals every chance he can get. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was referring to Zathra when he uh, was talking about that. But the idea that a, a director these days would have to go back and intentionally use practicals because it's just so darn easy to replace all that stuff with CG and just not worry about it.
3: If you, um, what was the name of the last Terry Gilliam movie? It was the um, about the Brothers Grimm. Okay, yeah. That movie split, you know, when you think of Terry Gilliam, you always think about, him using miniatures. I actually and, really dig that movie. It's, yeah, it's
1: kind of a guilty pleasure or something. Uh, but
3: and that movie's in half. That movie, there there are some miniatures and there, there is some CG work okay. in it too. But it's the There's something to be said about miniatures that just I know that just make it that take it to a different realm to where you you believe it, but you don't believe it, but you're okay with that. To where with with computer graphics, it's all about how clean can I make it look? How yeah so clean that it doesn't even feel real, sterile.
1: And, and again, I just, um, you know, the CG can be real good or it can be bad. I mean, I I watch Battlestar Galactica, and I think to myself, that CG is just could not be better, cooler. You know, it could not look, you know, more realistic, quote-unquote. And then I watch, you know, I watch I Am Legend, and I think to myself, you know, could all those monsters, could they look a little more like CG? And I I turned to my wife, and I said, couldn't they just you know they don't have to have a shambling wreck but couldn't they just put someone you know in an actual suit you know you know i just I, I i i kind of object to the idea of using cg to handle every one of your problems and it just seems that that you can easily get to a point and we may be approaching it now where you use it as a real crutch and frankly the cg is good but it's not that it's not good enough yet for that kind of stuff
3: and it, it, with us, it's always a retrospect thing. When we see the movie, when we see the computer graphics, it's like, that was amazing. Yeah. And then you look at that movie three, four years later, it's like, I believe
0: that.
1: Well, not to get too far off, but, um, you know, the Hulk. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. never, I've I never never seen Ang Lee's Hulk, and Frank has told me that there are good points to the movie. Which Frank's that, wrong. Well, Brad's he says wrong. some of the editing and the way it's like it kind of unfolds like a comic book sounds that, interesting. That that I wouldn't mind parts, seeing that. That's cool. Yeah, and and obviously being a being an editor um, such as I am, uh, that interests me just professionally. But uh, um, even the, I, I will probably go see the Hulk uh, when it comes out in the theaters. I see here, that first day. Um, Iron Man was awesome. Uh, that was just right. The Hulk, I keep seeing. You know, the cg gets more complex and there's more shading and more dirt and more you know more sinews and stuff but frankly the hulk still i can't divorce myself from the idea that i'm looking at cg i well, can't I, get over that i don't that. know
3: how you could and the, do and the abomination also i don't know how you could do a movie of that caliber i think
1: you just have to wait for the cg to get a little bit better because you know they tried the opposite approach with fantastic 4 and the mm-hmm. thing and it looked ridiculous mm. and the fantastic 4 i grew up that the Fantastic Four and Legion superheroes are probably my two favorite you you know, know, groups we, of all time. We're getting way off. I know off I'm getting we're way going. off, but um, you know, it's you know, I realize it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, the the thing looks ridiculous in a rubber suit. The Hulk, I think, looks ridiculous as what's obviously a CG creature. So I don't think there's any good answer right now. And you know, I'm sorry I brought it up, but you know, I just I think the CG, you know, it'll get there. It's it's getting real close. I don't think it's there yet. Yeah.
2: Okay. Let's wrap this up. You mind if I finish? Are oh, you done? Uh,
1: you know, I never did get to my uh, my very simple uh, list of the top three uh, quotes from the movie. Oh, you can uh, wait. That's it. Can you wait?
2: Yeah, I can wait. Yes, let's do that. Are you guys done with your tangent now?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Can I finish? Oh, come back well, to me. Well, Jones I wanted to. Now. I okay, wanted to. Yeah,
2: sure. Mm-hmm. Just after watching Indiana wrestling with the Nazi, the soldier who looked through the periscope says something to his teammates I know exactly in German. What, he says. what does he say? He says, Americans, he fights like a girl. He fights like a girl. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that guy, that German, was actually Nick Gillard. Who was a stunt coordinator. Okay. Um, He had a little cameo in that. George Lucas actually did own a dog named Indiana when he was making the movie Star Wars. Oh, wow. And one more. One more. One more. Where was it that I was going to... Oh. Sean Connery is only literally 12 years older than Harrison (laughs) Ford.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how it... It doesn't look like there's a lot of age makeup on him. I mean, he just no. he just no, looks it's, well, you know, thirty years old. Yeah, Harrison you just Ford. put glasses on
0: a guy.
3: And, you yeah, know, he, he is naturally balding, and you put that cap on him. Boom.
1: Yeah, and that that the his white Santa Claus beard, you mm-hmm. know, obviously does a lot to make him look older too.
2: The gun used to shoot um, Henry Jones Sr. Mm-hmm. at the end of the movie that Donovan had was a Walther PPK, ah. which is the gun that Sean Connery used when he was james bond yes it oh, was really kind of little
1: interesting stick. i didn't realize i had one right, ppks back in the 40s but
2: i'm through with 50s. my trivia That's you awesome. guys
1: can now discuss
2: whatever other tangent you wanted
3: well wait where were we gonna uh we were hmm? we're headed you had a
2: a top do oh, so your top three and we got we gotta go it's uh it's kind of weak well why, why is that any different than any <laughs> other top list all
1: right good point good point um
2: is All right. Uh, Do I need the sound? Yeah, this? we'll okay. need
1: some sound for this. Uh, let me. Uh, my, You're good. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're good. All right. This is uh, this is the top three list I prepared for Last Crusade, being the third movie of three, hence the three. And these are the top three quotes in the movie. Uh, these are suitable for use in everyday conversation. I mean, if you want to speak with more pizzazz, okay. you might try using some of these in your conversation. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we've already heard one or two of these. Um, the first one, uh, jerk. It's, it's all good. You couldn't know. It. I'm still It's for all good. That I'm is still never waiting. said in I, the movie. I'm I swear. It. I'm still waiting for Frank to curse me under his breath. <laughs> That's an inside joke, but someday you guys out there in TV land will know it and you'll Stupid laugh. Stupid jerk. All right. Top three quote. <laughs> <Fish make laughs> what a no,
0: thank you, sir. A
3: fish make love it. Fish <laughs> make
1: love <laughs> The awesome.
0: thank you, sir. fish make love it.
1: Uh, number uh, number two, and uh, this is one of my favorites. I'm glad that we didn't actually get this soundbite in here. This is how we say goodbye in Germany, Doctor Charles. Oh, I like the Austrian way better. <laughs> yes, I edited that down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I just love that. Sure did I like the Austrian way better. And of course, the uh, the the number one soundbite, uh, no, not number uh, number one quote. Mood Knock Rock, from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, is as follows.
3: Click. Hello. Um, hmm. Does that look like? Okay, the art? yeah. Let
1: me give you this one then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, that is that is very good. What happened? I
1: thought there? I had the long version. Darn it! <laughs> what happened there?
3: I don't know. No problem. Okay. I don't know. Uh, alarm we call it TD. Alarm a technical difficulty. Is, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, ladies, let's wrap this up. Smiling.
1: I like how the music reflects the yeah. smiles. <laughs> And, uh, Our situation uh, <laughs> has not improved. <laughs> he also, I, I, I wanted to make a count of how many times uh, Senior in the movie said, This is a tolerable. At least three. I, I got two of them. He I, says
3: it at least three times. Yeah,
1: I actually found two of them uh, one at uh, one hour, one minute, and twenty seconds, and then the second one at one hour, nineteen minutes, and fifteen seconds.
3: How does that translate if I'm watching VHS? That's uh, what good I would know. point. Have. It's uh, the nice thing about aren't having the rich DVD is like
1: I have I pop the uh, one thing I'll do a lot of times I'll be watching stuff late at night and so I'll watch it at almost no volume but I'll have the subtitles on. And um, so that that helps
3: Are you bragging cuz you can read.
1: I I'm I'm I am bragging and uh, you know
3: what sometimes you have to read real fast. So I'm pretty happy about that. One day I'll learn and then I'll teach all of you guys. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Come on, let's go. It was nice. Um so uh, overall, probably my third favorite. Really, you know,
2: I um, that's not what you said when we recorded. What did I say? You said it was your second
3: favorite. Second favorite. Hmm. Let me think. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> 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 I was thinking there were more movies. I, uh, now, Crystal s- Skull throws me off a little is bit. Is that
1: second of three or second of four?
3: Yeah. Um, uh, this is a, a, a Raiders. This one, Temple, and Crystal. Interesting. Would be, would be my my. Uh,
1: I Interesting. Thank I, you. Can't, I can't wait to hear you guys uh, podcast on the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls and hopefully I've seen the movie by mm-hmm. then Brad well, <clears throat>
2: this is my second favorite yeah. also um, when are we going to release the Crystal Skull episode uh, probably in a couple of weeks we've got one to release after this mm-hmm. so I guess we could have them two weeks apart
3: I guess we could not a big deal yeah, I mean, everyone's already talked about it, so it would be yeah. a retrospect anyway. It's not a review anymore. It's a retrospect. And who do we have on that show? We have a very special guest on that one.
2: Um, oh, Iacon. Hmm. Icon. Jeffrey Borchert. Jeffrey Borchert <clears throat> Borcher from Canada.
3: Yeah, he happened to be in town. We saw it, and we reviewed it over dinner. So you'll hear us eating while we're reviewing it. It's a very nice. different show. But, but uh, yeah, probably about two weeks. But anyway... um. Guys, thank you for listening to our retrospective series. We appreciate it. Uh, I think we say this in the other review, but we're probably going to take a break from the movie review for a while. Yeah, um, I think we will. Um, this one proved a little challenging just for timing issues. We really wanted to be able to to come out with Crystal Skull right w- the week it came out, but needless to say, we, we failed miserably.
2: This is, this is what I'd like to do if I had my druthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman Dark Knight mm-hmm. is coming out. Okay. In July. In theory. In theory. We could do a Batman Begins episode with Todd Hartzel. Oh, that'd be the nice. Biggest Batman fan I've ever known. Okay. Um we could do that before Dark Knight comes out. It comes out in ju- mid July ish.
3: That's easy. <clears throat> it's easy.
1: That's easy. I'd and then we could do it. the same
3: thing. We can have it over dinner. Talk about it over dinner. Yeah. Okay. I think that's very doable. The clinking of wine glasses and the pouring of crystal. <laughs> so we'll definitely talk about uh, Batman Begins coming up very soon.
2: Yeah, and I think I'm extremely excited about the Dark Knight movie. It's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most mm-hmm. out of all these summer movies. Interesting. I mean, I was really, really looking forward to Crystal Skull, but I think if I had to choose which one I wanted to see, like I know, now that I say that, man, I was... Pardon the pun, jonesing <laughs> for the uh, crystal skull. Well, I mean, you've
3: already out. seen it; it's passed. the The excitement's over. I, I am it. very excited about Hulk. I don't care if it's bad. I'm Good still evening,
1: ladies and gentlemen. I was, um, I, I like the idea of Iron Man because I love that character so much. For well, all my all my years on this planet. Don't well, you, man? Man, when it came out, um, it it was probably the movie I was looking forward to most um you go buy i'd it? say the indie uh was probably the movie i'm looking forward to second most and uh, i'll see it one of these days All Right. so with that's that that's what you
2: get for having kids yeah, i know you get for having a family don't get you in the lonely way lonely like me? if you're lonely
3: like me you can do whatever you want whenever you're <laughs> teasing
2: of course ashley
1: i'd never trade you for anything <laughs> i like to uh refer to it
3: as
2: i uh, get a phone call
1: now. life keeps <laughs> getting in the way of uh doing things like going to see movies but hey, I'll take it. All right, this is hey, what DVDs fun. are for. Love you kids. Right. This has been fun.
3: Uh, sponsor of the show, DCBS.
2: Discount Comic Book Service. Check them out. DCBservice.com.
3: Uh, save lots of money. Save Go there. Save lots of money. Check us out on the web at howfaraway.com where you can get us through iTunes, you can leave us a voicemail at 641-715-3900 or
2: 7750064
3: pounds forget about that. And uh for myself, Hey, uh, uh, for me too. Bill, thanks Where for I joining am. us. Thank Brad, you. good seeing you.
2: Yeah, it's always a pleasure to see me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: we'll catch you next week on well, wherever you I, are, Half Hour me too. Wasted. Uh, thank you, Limb Biscuit.